Tonight, leaked documents released to the nation reveal a coordinated program of domestic counterinsurgency against Antifa. Bum, 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 bum. We, we can't afford real music, so we just gotta go. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, apparently this program it's called Pact or something. It's a joint effort between federal agencies all over the country. The documents that have been released by the nation come. Uh, the nation is it's like a lefty publication. So they're they're very serious, like Donald Trump's Gestapo, you know that kind of that kind of attitude. But uh, <laughs> it, it does show that there is a coordinated effort since the first, following the signing of Donald Trump's executive order to protect statues and all that stuff, to target far left insurgency. I mean, to be fair, I think the language of domestic counterinsurgency comes from the nation. Yeah. I think CBP and like ICE and you know uh, the, the marshals were just kind of like general law enforcement. Right. But the left wants to make it really spicy. So they're saying Gestapo and counterinsurgency. They call themselves revolutionaries because that's what they're doing. I mean, day 48 now of what's going on in Portland. But we got, we got some news, too. Apparently, they, they, there was a ton of arrests the other day. They really are cracking down hard. We could talk a lot about this. We got some other stories, too. We got uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of furious. I was getting really triggered earlier. I wanted to just make a. I wanted to title this this episode like "F the Media," just full <laughs> on. But I, I did tweet about it. I wouldn't have been upset. There, there's a story right now where Trump was on Fox News and he was he said to Chris Wallace, who's you know one of their anchors, one of their journalists, that Biden wants to defund the police, and and Wallace goes, "No, sir, he does not." And Trump's like, "Let's go get it." <sighs> they couldn't find the evidence in the the Bernie Sanders pact. And it's a stupid story anyway, because it's not like it has to be in writing. In fact, it's in an interview. Bern, uh, Joe Biden says he does agree with redirecting their funding, which is the literal definition of what they've claimed defund is. So I just debunked this, this man. It is so difficult to understand what's happening in this country because I can pull up like 50 stories. AP, false. Joe Biden w does not want to defund the police. Then you find another story. It's like, true, Joe Biden does want to defund the police. So we're going to break this down definitively. And we're going to we're going to. You, you can just see it's going to be an excellent media literacy 101 course for everybody who doesn't understand how the media is lying to you. And just before we started the show, Adam was talking about, you know, he's on Facebook trying to explain why he thinks Biden's in the bag for China. Yeah. And, and how do you prove it? Because you've got 50 million out of context, deceptive, falsely framed stories. Well, not even not even that. All, all I said was I, I this is why I, I posted about what's going on in China with the with the, the camps that we're finding out about or that we've known about for right. a long time. They've been going on for a long time. There was an article, uh, I forget wh you know, who, who I uh, posted it from, but it, it's talking about how it's been going on for 20 years. And I'm like, this is what's going on in China. Like, I, I like Trump because he's, he's trying to cut out China from our lives and, and try to bring, bring it back here. And Biden wants to cozy up with them. And people, of course, freaked out on that. And, and they're like, no, -uh, Trump's just saying that. Can you prove it? It's like the Obama administration was spearheading the Trans-Pacific Partnership. OK, I can't read you every page. Right. And mention every country and the goals. They claim their goals were noble. The left wing activists really opposed this. Biden was the vice president at the time. I'd be really willing to bet that he would enter us into a free trade agreement with China, which would incentivize the moving of our factories back to China. It's just that simple. Mm -hmm. There are a lot more complexities to it. But anyway, the point is, how are you supposed to explain this to regular people when the media is just, oh, man, I'm going to show you this because I really want to just I, I hate the media, man. Me too. And you know what? I, I, I walked that back a little bit. It's it's like 
they're on the ground, sort of like at a ground level, like they see a statement come out and they just write it and they walk away. Kaylee McEnany said the science should not stand in the way. All good here, everybody. That's the quote. And we're not going to provide any context. No. Now, the journalists are supposed to help you understand what's happening in the world. Just taking a random string of words from somebody, not explaining what it means is ridiculous. It's not journalism. And it's not only that. It's it's a, a whole story that they write from that one yep. sentence. They, they take that out of it and then they go, all right, well, what can how much can we elaborate oh, wait, wait, on wait. this? It's so much better. Yeah. Then they start pulling the tweets of random resistance Democrats on Twitter. Right. And they make a, here's how everyone reacted to Trump saying he hates science. Yep. And then you have a bunch of people being like, yo, Trump's so dumb. And it's like, oh, no. But it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um, and we got some other stuff, too. We, we actually have the mainstream media waking up to the fact that woke social justice nonsense is literally racist. I'm glad to see it. New York Mag, of Thank all people. Goodness. A guy with raging Trump derangement, derangement syndrome is like, hey, wait a minute. That's pretty racist. This, this woke stuff sounds like literal white supremacy. I'm like, you just figured it out. That's great. I'm glad there's there's some wheels still working in there, buddy. You know what? I wonder <laughs> if it's politi- pol- politically expedient, though. Like, they, what they, they, they try and wield this power of the far left to hurt Trump, to cause chaos. Yeah. And then once it gets close to the election, they go, oh, oh, now we understand why it's bad now that it's hurting us. You see yeah, all the, that's what I said. As, as soon as it starts hitting the elites, they're going to change their mind. Well, this is, these are the liberal elites. They're signing this Harper's, Harper's letter like, yep. oh, mm-hmm. no, don't cancel me. Yep. No, but I think they're hoping that Joe Biden gets elected and then they can get rid of the far left. Yep. That's what I was saying. They're trying to wield that power, thinking they can control it, and they can't. Mm-hmm. So they're going to try and yeah, cast Biden, in the fires Biden, of Mount Doom. Biden's speech about bring back better or something, and it's like, or by America. Is that what he said? I don't know. It, it, it's basically Dude. like he's trying to cater to the Trump fans. This face, and everyone's just like, who are you talking to right now? The, it's this face right here. This is the face of the Trans-Pacific Partnership. He's like the second in command for the Trans-Pacific Partnership. No, no this guy's not going to buy American. He's no. going to get in and be like, look, fat, we got to have more factories in China. Your job, China. Oh, what? Which one? Oh, I moved it. His. You're a line dog-faced pony soldier. I wanted to say it to you. Oh, you did. I would have pressed that well, button. Well, you got to get that. If I had a, the ability to press, I don't have my soundboard yet. We're getting I'll it. have my soundboard soon. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Ladies and gentlemen, get it, it is imperative that you heed these words. Smash the like button. <laughs> you better smash that like button. Smash it. Smash it. I took a break today, actually. I, I, well, I didn't. I, I took a, a, a two hour break. <laughs> two-hour break <laughs> that was my br- well we didn't go skating today and i was like i'm just yeah, gonna go for a drive day. it's muggy i'm gonna go today. for a drive and and listen to some music oh is that what you did that's we what were I like did. adam's gone i just went you for a drive a, i just had a dri- i just i was just like yeah this is nice not thinking yeah. <laughs> not, oh man but it was good it felt good yeah i, good I got myself some good, nice whiskey actually oh, quality nice whiskey i had i had to drive quite far for it Really? This is the Ron Swanson of whiskey. Oh. It's the Ron Swanson of whiskey. What is it? Uh, Lago, Lago, uh, Lagavulin. Huh. Ooh. This is uh, those no who idea. those who watch Parks and Rec will know what that is. And uh, oh, I, I haven't drinks. I haven't tried it yet. I've never tried it, but I, I popped it open, took a smell. Wow, it smells good. It's very up my alley. I'm very excited to try that later very on nice. tonight before we jam. And, yes, uh, that's yeah. right. We're going to uh, make sure you subscribe, hit the notification bell, hit that like button, get in your super chats if you'd like. We, we try to read as many as we can, but we certainly can't read everybody. But uh, after the show tonight, so around 10, we're going to jam out. We just It's Friday night, so you know we're all, Friday night jams. we're all still kind of sort of locked down, and they're probably going to lock it down again. So you can't go anywhere, so you might as well just sit here and listen to us play music after yeah. the show. Yeah, so we're, we're here out. to uh, 
you know, provide more enter- entertainment after the news, after the depression. After the depression. <laughs> Our show uh, is the Great Depression. Oh, Let's no. read this story. Now we're smashing through the Great Depression. That's Smash right. that like button. Yeah. Check this out. We got the story from The Nation. Border Patrol responsible for Portland arrest. An internal memo obtained exclusively by The Nation details a coordinated program of domestic counterinsurgency. Man, that sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds so cool. Oh, they, when in reality, they nailed that. Let me, let me, let me decontextualize that. Or not, not, not recontextualize it. Federal officers are going to arrest whiny, progressive, <laughs> upper middle class kids. That are throwing bricks at federal <laughs> buildings. Yeah. And trying hey, to know, light it on fire. I think the reason they write it that way, and you know, I'm more than happy to use the language, is because it sounds fun and exciting. Now, granted, these guys are nuts. They're trying to bash people over the head with hammers. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's fair to say, like, I think what's interesting about the framing of it is that it's positive for the federal law enforcement to literally call Antifa insurgency justifies what the feds are doing. That's a good point. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, let's read a little bit, and I'll just show you the straight documents. But more importantly, look at this image. This is cool. Is this like, what is this? Is like an actual photo? I mean, and what I see, before we even get into it, reading that title, you know what, what I think most people are thinking? Cool. Finally. <laughs> yes. Awesome. End it. Please. Stop this. It's a, it's a massive PR weapon for them. They are milking this to the most absurd degree. It's exactly the trap that was described. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing all the Democrats from mayors, senators... All, all the resistance people, like, dude, these videos out of Portland yeah. probably have a collective 15 plus million views. Yeah, it's uh, going it's going crazy. Of, it's reaching. Of which side, though? Of Antifa destroying Antifa stuff? being the good guys. Being the good guy, exactly. Being victimized yep. and oppressed. Pushing that out. Yeah, that's, 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 that, that's bad. That's very, very bad for, for Trump and law enforcement because they're going to use this. And so a lot of people have said, like, what should the feds do? Should they back off? Tough call. But you know, you know, you know what I'm going to say? If the feds keep cleaning up the mess for these Democrat city mayors, then these people in the cities will keep voting for them. That's a good point. It's like when you have a kid having a temper tantrum and the parent just keeps giving them whatever they want, the kid's never going to stop. So these people come out, they destroy the city. They start romping about starting fires, tearing down statues. And the Portland government goes, "Mm, we're out. Yep. It's all you buy. And then what happens? The the, the federal law enforcement says, okay, I guess we're going to have to arrest these guys. (gasps) Occupying army. Yeah. Let's read a little bit. The nation writes. So, so mind you, the nation is very left biased. Very important to understand. But they're the only one. They're like, this is their exclusive, you know, document release. So let's see how they frame things. They say for days, federal agents in unmarked cars have reportedly been snatching Portland protesters <laughs> off the streets. That's right, snatching Portland protesters. Okay, well, let me, already, uh, already. We got we got to fix it. Okay, they're they're they're, they're detaining rioters. Right. I'm not trying to be biased against anybody. They're literally people wearing masks and helmets, throwing things at cops. And okay. and trying to light fires. That... Literally lighting fires. Yeah, yeah. No, they it's... are lighting fires. Right. right. Exactly. Protesters. Oh, man. And, and, but I'm telling you, man, when these videos go viral and you don't see any of that, mm-hmm. and you just see a dude putting his hands up, and they're like, look at these peaceful protesters being, being you know, black bagged by unmarked Gestapo. Regular people see it and they're like, whoa, because they don't know what happened. Right. I got some crazy for you guys, though. We got, I, we got to talk about this. S- some people. So here's the context, right? They mentioned that the federal agents are, you know, snatching up these protesters because a video went viral. A couple of them where a van pulls up, some guys jump out and they're wearing like DHS patches and police, but they're in like full camo and they walk up and a guy puts his hand up, 
hands up. And this woman's like, use your words, use your words. The feds grab the guy, bring him in the van, take him away. According to one of these stories, one of these guys, it might be the same guy, not sure, was questioned for about an hour and a half before he was released. I didn't realize this. I should have realized this. It's my fault. A lot of people are saying they were snatching up an informant. That's why they weren't actually arrested. Hmm. During Occupy Wall Street, there was somebody that most people, I would say, bordering on almost confirmed. There was somebody that everybody was like, we have reason to believe this person is a, is a confidential informant for the police okay. for a variety of reasons. I'm going to keep it private because I don't want anybody to you know, bring this person up. But I remember one time when I was at Occupy, I was getting off a train a few blocks away and I watched, a, I, wa- I saw the dude standing on the corner and then the squad car next to him, two, guy, two cops just grabbed him and he's like, no, no, what, what? And they arrested him. And I was like, whoa, I just watched this dude get arrested yeah. for what? So I go to the park and I'm like, yo, I just saw this guy get arrested. And they're like, yeah, so did we. And I was like, hmm. you did? Because I, I was just three blocks away. And they're like, no, right here. What? Wait a minute. And so what apparently happened was they arrested him. They arrested him. In front of everybody. In front of everybody. And then when they were dropped, like they, they drove him around, asked him like, what's going on? What, what are you doing? And they were, when they were going to drop him off is when I walked up and I was like, hey. And then they grabbed him again like, oh, like <laughs> he recognized him. And so apparently after the fact, people were like, hey, we heard you got arrested. Yeah, I was. No, no. We heard you got arrested twice in like 20 minutes. No, I don't know what you're talking about. So when this story comes out where you see a guy walking in the street and the cops jump out and carry him to the car and he's like, whoa, whoa, oh no, mm-hmm. oh no, they got me. That's a good point. That, that way they can bring him in and he can say, all right, here's what they're doing. Here's what they said. Here's what I heard from these people. And they're like, all right, man, good job, buddy. Good, you know, good job, officer. Officer Smith. so-and-so, yeah. Yep. And then he's like, I'm going to go back out there. We'll just, you know, you guys detained me. I'll use, complain. Use your words. We love you. So that, that could be, it could be a plant. It could be, you know, an informant. Keep that in mind. We don't know for sure, though. But this kind of distrust among these far leftists is it runs deep. They're, the reason this, these rumors are popping up is because they're the ones probably saying it. Why weren't you charged with any crimes? Right. Why were you brought in and cut loose? All of us got arrested. And the cops know this. And they could pull people in specifically for this reason, sowing distrust. Well, I don't know. At the same time, we got the, the, you know, the guy who punched the police chief in new york city and was released with no bail <laughs> no like, you can well, go i think that's bail reform I, that's so insane like he punched, dude he punched i know the, the guy in the face like how, what <laughs> I, I i don't understand i, I don't get it hey 2020 has been fun huh <sighs> yeah well check us out let me just pull up the uh, the actual documents so these are apparently leaked to the nation and i gotta admit upon looking at them it's quite boring. It does not paint this this picture of an action movie counterinsurgency. It's literally them being like Donald Trump has signed an executive order order to protect statues and federal facilities. We'll de- will we'll be deploying law enforcement to protect federal facilities. Right. Mm. It's literally like exactly as he said. But but not even that. It's like police officers go police. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Trump has launched a counterinsurgency. And like, they, they really view themselves as insurrectionists, well, like yeah. revolutionaries. Remember, they're the resistance. I know. It's, it's just, oh, it's I'm so, so cringy. I'm so, uh, I'm so deeply offended by them calling themselves the resistance. Yeah. Like this, you know, 50 year old, five foot four, fat balding dude who thinks he's a resistance warrior because he sits on the computer and complains about Trump all day. Like, no, 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 in, in no, his, no. In his air conditioning basement. The, the dudes that were like planting bombs to take out Nazis were the resistance. You're some dude sitting in his room complaining the orange man is bad again. Yep. Or posting about this. Check this out. 
Public Affairs Guidance, CBP Support to Protect Federal Facilities and Property. They say on June 26, President, uh, the president issued an executive order protecting American monuments, memorials, and statues and combating recent criminal activity. In this order, the president directed that DHS shall provide as appropriate and consistent with applicable law personnel to assist with the protection of federal monuments, memorials, statues, or property. In furtherance of that directive, the acting secretary of Homeland Security has formalized the DHS Protecting American Communities Task Force, PACT, to provide an ongoing assessment of potential civil unrest and property destruction and to address internal resource allocation and potential surge activity to ensure the continuing protection of uh, people and property. Additionally, with the consent of other departments and agencies, DHS has determined that it is in the public interest and fiscally sound for the Federal Protective Service to partner with other federal law enforcement to execute the direction of the president. To that end, DHS began coordination with the Department of Justice and the Department of the Interior to establish information intelligence sharing and resource coordination as outlined in the order. CBP will be supporting this effort by deploying personnel to provide support over the July 4th holiday weekend, which has the potential for increased disruptive activity at specific locations across the country that could threaten our personnel and the federal facilities and property they protect. That's that's basically it. And then it, it names, you know, you know, the executive order and their statements and what they're going to do and some questions. What is CBP's role? Blah, blah, blah. That's it feels like standard procedure. It Right. Right. There's so no, there's some documents got released saying, hey, we're going to enforce the law. Um, we're going to, you know, talk to people and go out and make sure people aren't, you know, breaking stuff. <gasps> oh, my gosh, Tim. It's the end of the world oh, as we know it. <laughs> but I'm loving the propaganda stuff they're pumping out. Totally. There's like a thread that's got 10,000 retweets. And it's this like white progressive, you know, uh, you know, far left activist claiming that. It, it, it is it is a really colorful depiction of, of Portland. Okay. And I got to admit, this thread, it sounds awesome. It sounds <laughs> great. It, like, makes it seem like Portland has escaped from L.A. or, like, escaped from New York. They're like, for the past four weeks, Trump's federal army has been storming the streets, throwing, snatching people up and black bagging them, barricading parks, taking over buildings. It is a nightmare here. You have no idea they're gassing civilians, and it's like, wow. It's like it really sounds like you're you're like watching some crazy, you know, you're, you're some you're gonna go to Portland, and it's a bunch of whiny twenty somethings who are like, you f the police, man. You're you're so dumb. You you don't even do anything, and that's and then the cops just like, <laughs> you know, I mean it's 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 a riot, you know. So people are throwing bricks, starting fires. Cops are firing tear gas and all that stuff, but it's just, man, it's not a revolution. You want to see you no. want you want to see insurrection. You want to see like look. I'll give it to these kids. I say kids, but some of these some of these people are pretty old. So I'll, I'll give it to them that they certainly got anger and conviction. You know they're they're going to go out and do their thing. I can I can respect the demands, but I think they're insane regardless. But you want to watch real, you know, like real like watch the Ukraine stuff from the Euromaidan. I don't even know what, what, I don't even know what you'd call it. Protest. It was. It wasn't a riot because they had barricades. They had built massive walls defending. It was like civil war almost. I guess they called it. Uh, I don't know what you'd call it. I, don't, I have no idea how you describe it. But in this area, there's one video where like a government APC we, comes up to the wall, and then you just see like dozens of Molotovs just in the seconds, just pelting like from all over the place. And the whole thing is just engulfed in flames. That's nuts. Yeah. These wow. videos are a bunch of kids going, use your words. Use <laughs> your words. 
We love you. You're violating his rights. Yeah, we love you. We love you. We'll defend you. We will get we'll get you out. Oh man. But it is 48 days of just like low tier violence. And I think I think to, to be fair, I think there's a reason why they're not doing like what we see in Ukraine or whatever, right. where they just throw 50 Molotov cocktails at once. It's because they don't want to be on the news. Yep. Well, and you even said you were talking to a friend of yours and they were like, yeah, well, the riot rioting ended like a month exactly. ago. It's like, do you know what's going on in Portland right now? Georgia? Yeah. Utah? Georgia? Right. Two national all, emergencies all declared place. in the past week and a half. Like, yeah, it's Chicago. You know what's you know what's going on in oh, Chicago. Man. You know what's going on in New York. It's like, no. People are stealing bread. I hear from from AOC. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So so somebody super chatted us the other day from uh, I think it's Don't Walk Run Productions. Did a video about AOC's claim that the reason crime is going up is because people are maybe stealing bread. And uh, I don't know the the host's name, but he was like, "How much bread does AOC think is being stolen right now? Like crime is up a hundred and thirty something percent." Did you hear De Bla- what De Blasio said? Today? What did he say? He said, "For the first time since World War II, we've had the lowest amount of inmates in our prisons." <laughs> yeah, I know where they are. And then he stood there like this. This is it's like it's a, it, wait, it's, it's like that, it's like that meme where it's like. <laughs> Are you kidding if, me? You let them all out. If they're they out are. there shooting everybody. <laughs> but, this, but wait, wait. This reminds me of that meme uh, where it's like, I think it's like a Twitter account called like Obvious Fact something. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you can get rid of all criminals by making all crime legal. Right. Like, the yeah. Purge. If there's no crime on the books, there's literally. So, so yes, you can. We, we have we have less inmates than we ever have because you let them all go without yeah. like finishing their sentences. And now you've got, I think it's like 13 to 15 percent are recommitting it's like hundreds mm-hmm. of, of people have, have committed crimes crazy and aoc this is the funniest thing she's like maybe it's because they're scared to pay their rent and they're hungry and are stealing bread or something Oof. and uh don't walk run productions points she's out so clueless the, they, they point out that like petty larceny is down like 23 percent like literally not, not only is that not what's happening but nobody's even stealing these things <laughs> right like the crime is gone it's the murders and the shootings yep i love that i love that she thinks that it's like some guy walks out and he goes, hey, look, there's a guy with his daughter. I'm, I need bread. Bang. I need to go get bread. And then he walks away. Like, does, does he frisk the guy looking for bread? Does he like walk up to the dude on the ground and be like, let me see where's that bread at? Oh, there's no bread. Oh, how am I going to go get a loaf of bread? Yeah, that video upsets me. But like, I think that really does show that these people have no idea what's going on in their own jurisdictions. No, they're clueless. AOC yeah. is clearly clueless. Now she's like fighting for, for taxing the rich. The tax the billionaires and Cuomo's like no 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 yeah no. I know <laughs> no 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 they'll they'll leave town you realize right they'll yeah. go to a different city and we won't get their tax money at all he said what did he say God help us if the if the wealthy leave right well so, they're leaving surprise there's, there's, surprise you're gonna love this there's a documentary about this from a long time ago about how Donald Trump saved New York City by creating a desire for luxury inhabitants. So in the 80s, and, and I could be totally wrong because I just, I just watched, like, I remember one night I was just, like, half glazed over sitting on the couch, like, and it was on in the background. So mm-hmm. that, that's my extent of this knowledge. <laughs> but they, they talked about how uh, in the 80s, New York was collapsing. Okay. You know, the crime was skyrocketing. The tax base was eroding. Nobody wanted to live there. So Trump basically came, came in and said, give me a massive tax break. Make it worth my while. They fought him on that, too. Yeah. And then he was like, I don't care. He's like, but give me a tax break. I'll bring some buildings. I'll get get rich people to live here. Your taxes, your tax, your your uh, your, your tax base will will skyrocket. That's the Trump Tower right there. And then he, there's multiple. You've got you've got the you've got the Trump Tower on Fifth. Well, that was the start. That was the that was the beginning. Of, How many are there? Of, there are three. 
Are there more? Oh, man. I mean, so here's the, how many that he built or you, that got, have the name Trump on them? Well, now. you've got the Trump it's, International Hotel, Hotel at Columbus Circle. You've got Trump on Fifth Avenue and you've got Trump at the UN. The UN. So I don't know what the, the Trump at the Fifth Avenue one is like the ice cream shop in it. That's the famous one where he comes down the escalator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually know uh, I hung out once with a couple people who live across the street from the UN at the other Trump luxury building or whatever. On the east side. And then there's the, uh, yeah. And then there's the Trump International Hotel. But his strategy was make it like desirable. Yeah. All the rich people want to be there. You want to be cool, man. You want to be like Trump. You want that golden toilet? You got to come to New York. And it worked. Yep, it did. Well, that's, that, and that's what I saw from this documentary that was running in the background while I was like eating ice cream or something. I have no idea. But you, 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 I don't know if you've come across that stuff because you've been reading a lot about it. Well, yeah, that's what I, I yeah, that was the, uh, the beginning. Like he, they fought him for a while. Um, uh, Mayor, I think it was Mayor Koch, Coach, Coach, how do you say his name? I don't know. Whatever. Koch? Koch. Ed, Ed Koch, yeah. Ed Koch, I think. Yeah, yeah. They, they, were, fighting, they were fighting for, for a while about it. And uh, Trump eventually won and then built the building, but then, of course, filled it out. Like, yeah. People were, like, lining up. Yep. He, he sold one for, like, $10 million, one, one building. But it's like those taxes all, like went, one in, unit or all went into the city. Right, exactly. And it's like people don't realize the amount of, like, the, the ripple effect that just that one building had for the taxes of the city. There's a, uh, from, I think it's the American Enterprise Institute. Mm-hmm. They did a graph showing the net income per income bracket. Okay. And most people receive benefits. Most people don't pay in. Yep. It's, it's, it's basically the top 10%. And then, I th- no, I think it's the, uh, the top 20% is where you actually get a net benefit to the government. The top 1% covers the overwhelming majority of, of all taxes. Something like that. You, you, you have to look up, look up the hard numbers. But basically, during Occupy Wall Street, there was the We Are the 99% movement, okay. where people would take pictures saying like, you know, I went to school and now I got $100,000 in debt and I can't pay it off because I work at McDonald's. I am the 99%. But then something happened on the other side where people started writing, I am the, I think it's the 47% okay. of Americans who actually pay taxes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so according to this graph I saw from the American Enterprise Institute, basically everybody pays taxes, right? But what people don't realize, and this is a serious problem for us, is that if you're making like 40K a year, and you pay, you know, 23% or whatever in taxes, you're probably receiving more benefit in terms of all the infrastructure, right? the, you know, the, the entirety of public services, you're probably receiving more than you're paying in. And then you have the rich people, which are paying a ridiculous amount. And that's exactly why Trump wanted to bring people into New York. It's exactly why Andrew Cuomo said something like, I think, I think he said, God help us if the wealthy leave. Yep. And now they're starting to leave. I, 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 I pulled all this stuff up. I did a segment on it where I was like, Cuomo's worst nightmare is here. Yep. Following COVID, the wealthy AOC. people are fleeing. Oh, man, she lit that city on fire. Yep. This is not a joke, man. Amazon was going to build a second headquarters in Queens. Twenty five oh, really? to 40,000 jobs. Dang. Do, do you have any idea how the tax base works? I, I'm saying this AOC, AOC, not to you. Right. Like that one person who gets hired by, uh, by Amazon. They get paid 100K a year, whatever. Just let's, we'll just say 100K because it's an Amazon job. Amazon's got to pay employment tax. Then that, that, that resident has to play, pay taxes. Then they rent a building. They pay taxes. Then they start paying into the metro system to get around. Then they start buying goods, sales taxes. Yep. That one person generates a massive amount of taxes because it's not just your paycheck. When, when, when I have a dollar, if I give it to you and you pay taxes on it, you get, now you have 80 cents. Then you give me 80 cents. Then I pay tax on it. Now I've got 70 cents. Back and forth, they, 
Uncle Sam keeps taking a little bit. In this instance, Uncle Cuomo keeps taking a little bit of cash. Yeah. So when you have twenty-five to forty thousand, let's say it was in the high end, man, that was money that city needed desperately because the MTA is facing a four billion dollar shortfall. Those trains are going to stop working. They were going to shut down the L train. For those that don't live in New York, the hot hipster neighborhood, Williamsburg. Yeah. There's one train to get in there from Manhattan. The L. Bed Bushwick. Yeah. Eastern Williamsburg. Well, they, they just kept changing the names. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. so, so basically, Williamsburg was the hot neighborhood. In order to convince people to move to crummier neighborhoods surrounding it, they would call it like East and Southeast Williamsburg. Right. Just like change the name of the neighborhood because like, people no, want to live there. That's Bed-Stuy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But so, so here's, here's what happens. The L train was falling apart. So they announced they were going to suspend service. And then I think that, that was years ago. Like it was supposed to have been shut down. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it was vastly approaching before I left town. I mean, I skated most places. I would skate everywhere, so I didn't take the train that often, unless I needed to get somewhere quickly and it was like dumping outside or whatever. I would, yeah, I would then take the train. The L train. But the L train was supposed to shut down because it ne- it really really needed some um, repair. It kept breaking. It kept breaking, and then <laughs> so they were going to shut it down for months. No, like two, like a year or something. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe the, the, maybe even a year. I don't know exactly so, the so, amount. My, so my understanding of what happened, just as, a, as someone who lived nearby, not you know, following the news that much, was that property value just tanked. Every, everybody was investing in this neighborhood thinking like it's up and coming, it's super hot and hipster. The L train was basically one stop from Williamsburg into Manhattan. It just brought you under the water. When they announced they were going to shut it down, all of the real estate you know, owners, investors were like, no, like, oh man, we're going to lose everything because yep. no one's going to want to live stuck in this little peninsula you can't get out. So anyway, long story short, they ended up suspending the, the time frame and moving it, but whatever. This is why the Amazon deal was so important, bringing these jobs in. And AOC, she leads these, these protests. She went down to the financial district and she was like, Amazon got to pay their fair share. And there's this really cringe video where she walks up to the camera, like she's walking out of a meeting and then someone asks her like, Ocasio-Cortez, you know, you, you know, what about Amazon? And she goes, can you believe they were going to give Amazon $3 billion? And then everyone was like, dude, it was a discount. Right. They weren't giving money. So basically, if, if Dunkin' Donuts said $2 off a dozen donuts, she would be like, I can't believe they're going to give people $2. No, 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 no. You have to buy the donuts, and they're just a little cheaper than normally. See how that works. Cyber, Cyber Reset just uh, sent it's a little super chat. It said AOC is the new uh, Mary Antoinette. Oh, geez, and man. And it, it's yeah. so accurate. Like what you just said. Like, well, just give them some, give them some bread then. Yeah. That's basically what she's saying. Why don't they just eat some bread? Well, if, if they just want bread, why don't you just hook them up with some oh, bread man. then? Right? Why not? Well, so she, so she chased out Amazon and then started saying, I don't even, I don't even represent that district. Why is everyone blaming me? And people were like, dude, you were like the lead, like, like speaker at the <laughs> protests to kick them out. Because you have a following and people think they know what you're talking about, AOC. That's and she, why. She kept, she was tweeting about it and she was speaking about it and she was wrong about it. Yep. And Cuomo was, was livid and local Democrats were livid and she still won her primary. How about that? Yep. That, that blew my mind. So now you've chased out Amazon. Here's the best part. Oh, I love it. So Amazon announces they're going to open a marketing office, okay. which has like a thousand employees. And she takes a picture of herself in her lobby, smiling like, mm-hmm. 
and then she, and then she tweets like when you're proven right and Amazon comes back anyway and then all of these dumb lefties are all high-fiving each other going like yeah you know and it's, and everyone's like j- j- first of all that is 1000 employees not 25000 second of all they were going to open that office anyway right it's a different office marketing that those jobs were already going to be there but we just lost all these other jobs that's thanks listen, AOC to go back Goodness. a little bit to what's going on in Portland, mm-hmm. this is why I do not like the feds cleaning up the mess for these Democratic mayors and governors and whatever. Yeah, they want they they re, they, they they just reelected AOC in the primary. I swear, if she, she's going to win the general, then New York City deserves it. They're asking for it, and Trump says he's not going to give him money. Good, good. If if listen, here's the way I see it: if the people of Portland will not indict. They refuse to return indictments on these these rioters. They clearly want it. Yeah, it's true. And if the mayor says we like the, our city burning down, well, okay then. The feds can can go into the courthouse and defend the courthouse, and then Antifa can go around running around destroying whatever, and give the cities what they ask for. The problem is, if you like, you're a parent. If you keep cleaning up the messes for your kids, they never learn. Yep. And then what ends up happening is the more the federal government steps in to clean up the mess for these people, the more they keep uh, electing them and it gets worse. Then their senators get elected and their Congress people get elected and they go to the federal government and they bring that mess with them. What, 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 what I think would be appropriate is if they don't want to indict people and they want riders running around, oh, well, that's, it's, the low, it's, the, it's the Portland cops job to deal with that, not the feds. Yep, I agree. So the feds should guard the courthouse and just let the rioters do their thing. Maybe, but you know, you know, someone mentioned this, that the people of Portland, they don't really care about what happens downtown because they don't live there. Hmm. So this is the perfect opportunity for the left to start filming feds acting a fool, you know, or in the, I mean, from their perspective, like, aha, look, look what they're doing. And regular people aren't there and they won't realize. So it's a perfect propaganda opportunity. Anyway, long story short, man, you get, you, you get what you vote for. You know, yep. and Portland didn't vote for Trump. So why should why should Trump's pact be cleaning up their messes? I don't have an answer for that. Yeah, they shouldn't. shouldn't. Yeah. But there's another big problem in this world today that contributes to this nightmare. And that is fake news. My friends, I must show you the fakest of fake news. I'm going to explain to you something I've probably explained a lot. Break, why, it, break it down, Tim. Why it is people in this country have no idea what's going on and why their brains are broken. Boom. So a good example. Actually, let me give you the full context first. Daily Mail says, quote, let's go. Donald Trump furiously orders aides to provide proof to Fox News' Chris Wallace that Joe Biden wants to defund the police and his staff can't provide any. First and foremost, they frame the story as though it is not true. Let me just tell you, Trump was right. Joe Biden does, based on the common understanding of what defund means, Joe Biden does want to defund the police by his own admission, his own words. Yes, absolutely. We'll get to that. But what you need to understand about why this story is so annoying is when Adam talks about he's trying to convince people on Facebook, or not, not even necessarily convince people, just explaining people like, right. yo, you know, uh, here's, here, here's a story that's really important about why, you know, I would want to vote for Trump. Yep. And then you get a bunch of people saying like, I don't believe you, you know? Well, I, how dare you, you vote for someone that is a bigot? And it was like, that has nothing to do with what I just like presented you. Like, look at what I just said. 
read the article that I've, I'm presenting and you're just you're coming at me with something different. Well, here's 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 the best example. Mm -hmm. Earlier today, you posted something about Joe Biden will get back in bed with China. Right. Yeah. And then someone was like, you're only saying that because Trump just said it. it's not true, blah, blah, blah. And the difficult thing is you can pull up 50 billion articles that will make it seem like Joe Biden is all about America. But when you actually dig in and look at the framing, you realize it's just lazy journalism. Yeah. And then and then they, they actually some of them have messaged me privately. Here's all this. Here's all the articles that I was talking to you about. Yep. And I read them all. Eighty percent of them. Trump allegedly did this. Trump allegedly did this. Trump allegedly did this. And I'm like, oh, like or, I'm, I'm sick of this allegedly stuff. It's like, give me the exact stuff because everything I'm reading, I, I look into and it didn't actually happen. So it's them saying whatever, whatever. We'll come back to this. Go ahead. But I want to make sure everybody who's watching this gets an understanding of how the media is broken. I bring you now to the Daily Mail. You see, I read you this headline. Trump furiously says, you know, I want proof, but he can't provide any. Oh, no, Trump. Oh, oh, no. Look at this. Trump claims Joe Biden wants to defund police in upcoming Fox News interview. Now we have this one from The Hill. Fox host Chris Wallace fact, Chris Wallace fact checks Trump claim Biden wants to defund the police. Now, they're all a bit more neutral on this, but the reality is Joe Biden absolutely does. And I have for you the interview where he literally says, yes, let me see if well, let's let's let's, let's play it. Hopefully the sound works. Uh, surplus military equipment for law enforcement. They don't need that. The last thing you need is an up-armored Humvee coming into a neighborhood. It's like the military invading. They don't know anybody. They become the enemy. They're supposed to be protecting these people. So my generic point is but that... do we agree that we can redirect some of the funding? Yes, absolutely. One of the things that... Okay. Boom. From now this, yes, absolutely, cut police funds. They've become the enemy. First, let me call out the Trump war room. He didn't say cut funding to the police. He said redirect some of the funding. And Joe Biden said, yes, absolutely. Now I bring you to the, the New York Post story. In this interview, Chris Wallace is like, he's talking to Joe, he's talking to Donald Trump. And Trump says, well, look, Joe Biden wants to defund the police. And Wallace goes, no, sir, he does not. And Trump's like, yes, he does. He just did this, this pact with, with Bernie Sanders. And he goes, let's go. And he calls his aides and his aides can't find anything specifically in the, uh, the, the, this document with, with Bernie that says defund, but it does talk about like reallocation. More importantly, however, the New York Post does bring up this at the bottom. They say, uh, the Bernie Sanders unity agenda does not use the term defund, but calls for policies that will reorient our public safety approach toward prevention and away from over-policing. Biden orally committed last week to steering funds away from the police. An interviewer asked the former vice president, but do we agree that we can redirect some of the police funding? Yes, absolutely. Now I know right away. Chris Wallace is probably saying, well, redirecting funds does not mean de defund or abolish. And I'm sure all of the lefties are going to be like, no, you see, Biden, someone tweeted this to me. Biden was talking about moving funding from like one department to another. No, he literally said redirect police funding. OK, you want to make you want to make an assumption about what it means. Feel free to do so. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to show you what they literally mean. According to the Brookings Institute, defund the police means reallocating or redirecting funding away from the police department to other government agencies funded by the local municipality. That's it. Boom. It's that simple. It's that simple. So now you have all these people running around. You see stories like this. AP, Joe Biden did not call for defunding the police. Hold on a minute. If the definition that they gave 
Okay, in numerous instances, because look, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing these select sources, right? Right. There's 50 billion sources that say defund means literally defund. Check this one out. Yes, we mean literally abolish the police. It's helpful. Okay, man. So I'll tell you what, if Joe Biden doesn't know what he's talking about, you do not have the right to claim you can read his mind and knew what he really meant. What they're doing in the media is they're using whatever definition is, is uh, you know, going to get them the most points. Yep. So when, when they first said defund the police and it shocked the minds of America when they were like, whoa, defund the police? Almost like I believe something like 80% or so say no to this. We do not, they don't want to see a reduction in police funding. But a lot of people thought it meant remove all funding from police. Yeah. All of a sudden, we heard a split. A bunch of people said, no, 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 no. It just means like, like demilitarize. Like these, these you know, like, like Joe Biden was saying, they got, they got big tanks. They don't need that to become the enemy. Yeah. Yes, he's taking the Democratic Party's approach that the police departments should have a little bit less funding because they got too much big, big, you know, APCs and weapons and stuff. That is literally one of the definitions of defund the police. Yep. According to the other definitions, it means literally abolish. But based on what Joe Biden said, it does fit what they're, what they're claiming. And now the AP says this. During claim, during an interview with activist A.D. Barkin, Democratic presidential hopeful Joe Biden gave his full support to defunding the police in the, United, uh, police in the U.S. AP's assessment, false. Biden said he supports redirecting some police funding to address mental health or to change the prison system. I'm sorry, what did the Brookings Institute say? So who's right? This is why no one has any idea what's really happening in this country. I have country. an answer. I have an answer. Yeah. Trump is. Exactly. Trump is right. He is. He was correct. Yep. So, so this, is, this is the problem. When Trump says Hillary Clinton acid washed her, her, her server, mm-hmm. and then NBC says Hillary Clinton actually didn't use a corrosive substance on her computer. That would be ridiculous. Right. Or then when Trump's having a candid interview with Chris Wallace, he doesn't have these sources pulled up in front of him. I'll tell you what, Donald Trump, I, 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 I'm going to assume you're listening. You better be. <laughs> of course. Or Trump Jr. Kaylee McEnany needs to be standing next to you for all of these interviews. 100%. You know why? Because she got that binder mm-hmm. with all those tabs. And Chris Wallace would be like, no, sir. Joe Biden does not want to. Up, 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 up. Kaylee. And she'd go, I have it right here, actually. He said, we would. Yes, absolutely. When asked if we would reallocate. And then Chris Wallace will go, well, reallocating is actually up, 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 Kaylee. And then she'd go, yes, actually right here in this source, this source, this source, and this source, they all defined defunding as reallocating funds. So yes, Joe Biden agrees with that. And then it would be over. Yep. He, you, you, Kaylee McEnany, you got, you just got, you got to bring her, you just have her. She, she's the press secretary. Yep. She should be just standing right off. This. Then when Trump wants to call his aides over and they read through the, the Biden-Bernie pact, and they don't know what's in it or where Joe Biden said he wants to reallocate some of this funding. I'm pretty sure Kelly, Kelly McEnany has all the answers. Yep, she does. She is. That, She's a beast. That photo, you saw that, you, you seen that photo? I wonder yeah, if people are watching. Binder. Yeah, her binder's <laughs> yeah, got all these tabs awesome. of like all these different stories. It's and so legit. And I, I love it. it. She'll, she'll get asked some stupid question and she'll go, I'm glad you asked. And then she'll pull the tab and then she'll go, ah, here we are. It's amazing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that example. Well, what about this example? This example, this example, and this example. Next. <laughs> it's like, oh. And now, yes. ladies and gentlemen, I would, like to, I would like to slam dunk the last portion of this segment. Oh, slam it, babe. Come on. Does Joe Biden want to defund the police? Well, as we've broken down for you, the answer is a technical yes. It, it, I mean, he said he wants to reallocate funding. That's the that's at least one of the basic definitions. So I think we can say, although there are many people with different perspectives, he at least fits one of them. But how about this? 
Biden campaign staffer mocked cops as worse than pigs and called for defunding the police. <laughs> wow, wow. I understand wow. it's not Biden directly, but come on, man. This, it's Biden's, it, it's, it's a campaign staffer. So maybe he doesn't know her, but this is a part of his, his, his campaign. Same as Bernie Sanders when he had those people exposed by Veritas, okay? This is what this person, Sarah Pearl, Pearl tweeted. This, it's, uh, it's an image. It says, please stop calling cops pigs. Pigs are highly intelligent and empathetic animals who would never racially profile you. I have a and question. And then there's hearts next to a pig face. I wonder if she's vegan. <laughs> I bet Probably. she eats bacon. I don't know. Maybe. maybe, I, I, maybe. I wouldn't be surprised if they're who all knows? vegans. I don't know. Who knows? After what they were demanding from the Chaz. <laughs> we demand Satan. And, uh, uh, no, that so, was in Portland, I think. They were, that, that, that was oh, the that original was, pre-Chaz. Chaz. Pre-Chaz. We demand vegan food. I told you I about when I, I told Port- you Portland. I told you the the sad story of the the wasted vegan pizza at Occupy. Yeah, you told me about it. Yeah, just this quit. tastes weird. Someone's trying to poison it. Well, it looked weird. Oh, and nobody knew what it was. Yeah, so at Occupy, a bunch of pizzas got delivered, and people opened it, and noticed that on one pizza looked normal, and the other one, the cheese looked like it wasn't all way all the way melted. Right. Diet. And, exactly. And so people were like, uh, "I don't know, this looks weird." And someone tried it. It's like it doesn't taste like regular pizza, and they were like. We don't. We, we better not eat it. And they just dumped it. Such a shame. Yeah, it was vegan pizza. Yep. And the regular pizza was fine. The vegan pizza was probably way healthier. Probably. But so anyway, look. No doubt, actually. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, pretend like just because one campaign staffer called for defunding the police or whatever. But I think you add this with what we just talked about, and there it is. Joe Biden, his campaign. They do agree with the same activist sentiment. Yep. Call it whatever you want. Reallocate you know, uh, re, uh, you know, address, whatever. Joe Biden says, yes, absolutely. When the activists ask him if he's on board. Yeah. Defund means take funds away, period. So now it doesn't matter where they go. If you're moving them somewhere else, you're, you're defunding the police. But now for the sad, pessimistic view of the world. Oh, great. Every single story is this. Uh, obviously not literally all I'm just saying like 90 something percent every day I'm going through the news and it's like, you know, Snopes. Did Donald Trump actually, you know, like did did Donald Trump carry a bag of burning puppies, you know, and toss them into a burning building? Mostly true. And then what it'll say is while Donald Trump uh, uh, did throw a bag of puppies into a burning building, it was actually because he was moving them out of the burning room into the safe room where the firefighters were waiting to safely rescue them. It was the living room of the building. That's what they do, right? Yeah. So it's like you get this really great story. Donald Trump, you know, jumps in front of car to save little kid. And they'll show the picture of Trump like this in front of the kid in front of the car. And it'll be like, you know, did Trump push a kid in front of a car? True. Donald Trump pushed the kid who was in front of a car to save his life. Right. It's like, that's not the context. Yeah, man. Learn the context, people. No, it's on purpose. Learn the context. They know. Jim Acosta knows what he's doing. The media media are storytellers. That's what I'm finding out. They're storytellers that tell the story that they want to tell. And you have to look it up. Look up the context. That's what I've been doing. Everyone's keeps giving me, oh, well, here's this article. And I'm like, all right, I'll read it. Yeah, but dude. When? And then I'll go and follow the sources to the, the end to where it actually is talking about. And I'm like, oh, so it's not true. And I go back to the conversation. Okay, so that's not true. But what the right. The whoa, average, whoa, whoa. Yes, it is. Someone average, actually said that to me. But the average person spends most of their day at work. You're right. If, and, if you're, uh, and all these people coming at me on Facebook, that's what they tend to do also. They don't, I, and I actually try to explain to them, okay, well, my job 
is actually researching all of this nonstop all day. That's what I've been doing. Even even my free time. I don't even have free time anymore. My free time is when we go skating. Yeah. As soon as that's over, I'm like, all right, back to the grind. You know, it's like, but they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear it. They They're just like, give me- are, you, are you a doctor, Adam? <laughs> oh, are yeah. you a doctor? Someone told me that today because uh, I've been I've been talking about certain things on Facebook. And and basically what they like to do is, how about you, you, you know, just leave it to the experts, Adam. And then when you say something like, actually, it's my job to read the news all day and fact check these things, gone. They just don't respond. That's true. Because they don't actually care about what's important, what's true. This is a serious cultural problem we have. Because I'll tell you what, man. If the American people don't want to high five and yell America together, mm-hmm. well, then that's that's a bigger problem. That's that's all that matters. So look, even even if even if we disagreed on you know certain policy issues, as long as we agree on America, you know, then that's not even the thing anymore. People are we don't agree starting to be convinced that America is not good, and it's like that's crazy to me. That is insane. And I know a lot of these people have never been outside America, and they need Probably to. Probably not even outside their hometown. I, I, I know for a fact that they have. So, But as far as leaving the states, I know one friend of mine has traveled around a lot, and he should know better. But it's like... I read... America is an amazing place. We're, we, we, are, we are free here. The, our civil rights... How many, how many countries have, have the amount of civil rights that we do? What do you think? Oh, man. I honestly don't know. A percentage, uh, really small actually. Tiny percentage because well, it's 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 really really small. Even European countries mm-hmm. don't have the same civil rights as us. You're absolutely right. Like Canada, you can get arrested for saying naughty words on the internet. In the in the UK, Count Dankula made made it. Listen, the Count Dankula's story is the perfect example of how insane things are, even in Western nations, because he made a joke for like ten subscribers <laughs> of his dog doing something offensive. Yeah, they arrested the guy. And they, like, they took the money out of his bank, they charged and convicted him for making a joke on the internet. In the United States, this even happens to people. You know, you know there are stories, people uh, posting rap lyrics, getting arrested and charged with terror and stuff. Seriously? Yeah, there's one story about some kid who posted rap lyrics, and the rap lyrics were... Lewd? No, like, terroristic. Least. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, talking about, you know, popping a cap or whatever. Hmm, that's, and, a, that's a whole other conversation about, yep. about a certain culture that's... Uh, you know, making people do certain things and believe but but that it, that's the cool thing to do. It's not even about that. It's about the fact that we have a First Amendment right here in mm-hmm. this country. Yeah. And even when the line is blurred, you can sometimes have your rights violated. And we still are one of the best countries. You're right. I don't I don't I, I guess arguably in terms of freedom, Mexico might be better. Hmm. You know why? Why? They've got, you know, I think it's in like southern Mexico, a bunch of anarchists. Okay. Like both left and right wing kind of just do whatever they want. Because it's, it's relatively lawless. Yeah, uh, Luke Rudkowski of We Are Change went down to, I, I, I guess, I don't know if it's Acapulco, Anarchapulco, or however, like, wherever it is. But he literally went to the city that's all private. It's like private security. Every, there's, like, no real strong government. People just do whatever they want. Yeah. And then rich people like to go down there and have private security guards guarding their property because they can do whatever they want. Yeah, like, of course. Think, like, think about the things you can actually do. Like, maybe, maybe play a game of a poker with your friends, you know? Maybe uh, fire a bow and arrow in your backyard. Like, I, I, I want to talk about things that, like, if you knew what you were doing and you had a decent-sized backyard and you had the proper safety and all that stuff and you knew it was safe, you still can't do that in a lot of places. Like, they, they'll call the cops. Yep. Or even a BB gun. So a lot of people thinking about that, and probably drugs, they want to go off in the middle of nowhere. 
But these places like in southern Mexico are not necessarily the middle of nowhere. They're towns with functioning, you know, stores and yeah. goods. And it's interesting, man. Talk about freedom. But you know what? I do personally think I am not I'm not personally not an anarchist. I do like some government. You know, I'm 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 I would consider myself liberal, so a little bit more government than a libertarian would want. Yeah. That means I like the cops. I like being able to to have a justice system that for the most part tries to get it right, not perfect, not all the time. Better than some random dude, you know, because uh, in this, in Anarchopulco, some lefty hippies were guys like doing drugs or something, and somebody ran in and just shot him and killed two of the guys. Dang. Yeah, just went bang, 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 and what do you do? You can't do anything about it. And so I see that stuff, and I'm like, that's why I like police. Not because the cops are going to just magically appear and stop this. You got to defend yourself, you got your responsibilities. True. But that we have a justice system that will. To whatever degree you're happy with, like not sometimes it's not perfect. They'll try to, to stop these people so they don't do it again. Yeah, and that does reduce the amount of crimes and murder. And now the best part, man, New York City, they defunded the police one billion dollars. They re reassigned six hundred anti crime unit cops. Crime skyrocketed, and now guess what? They're asking for it back. Local activists begging for it back. Please. Please bring back our police. Yep. We didn't have local activists in New York are saying like, no, nah, we want our cops back. Yep. The crime's going up. Help. Right. And what is what do we get from AOC? What a surprise. AOC is like, well, well they, it'll be like the suburbs. They just want bread. Really? That's what it, it. Well, before she even got to that statement. Well, what does defunding the police look like? Oh, it looks like the suburbs where everyone has like a, a big, large property and they're a, a nice house. Like, really? That's what it's going to look like? Sure, and less, AOC. Less dense population. Less dense population. Yeah. People aren't living on top of each other. Hmm. That's what it's going to look like to you? What? She, where does she live? She comes she out. She is Mary Antoinette. It's true. She comes out and says, defund the police means defund, and this isn't enough. We need more. Yeah. Meanwhile, the people who actually live in New York are saying, please help us. We need, we need our police. And is she listening? No. no. She's saying, maybe they need bread. I love that, dude. That's Marie Antoinette. It is. Let them have bread. Let them have bread. Maybe they're stealing bread while they're shooting each other. <sighs> and, wow, and, man. And beating cops up. And yeah, shoot, dude. Yeah, and shooting each other. New in York. Front of, in front of their kids. You know, what's, you know what's funny? We talked about Donald Trump setting up these luxury buildings to get rich people to come back to pay taxes. Yep. Now Trump's gone. Everybody, you know, all these people, all these people in New York are ragging on him all the time. And... Now their tax base is eroding due to their horrifying job dealing with COVID. Yep. They blame him for it, but it's all Cuomo's fault. Yeah, absolutely. It's all de Blasio's fault, to be fair. And, there's, and, and there's, mostly they're, Cuomo. They're both to blame. Yeah, I think Bill de Blasio first. Yeah. And then Cuomo, but both of them. They probably they were probably talking about it. I, I, it's, it's like they're both standing there yelling, we saved the city. And like everybody's dead from COVID. Patrick and SpongeBob yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We did it. We, we saved, saved the city. city. Congratulations. It ran amok. Killed a bunch of people, and that was them. You know, there's the Bill De Blasio's people early on saying, "Come down to Chinatown." Nancy Pelosi was doing the same thing, yep. and they want to try and blame Trump for it. Look, man, you can you, you you can criticize Trump; he's not good doing good enough, but you have to do better than him. Like, if you're doing a really bad job, yeah. Like, imagine this: imagine like the kitchen is a disaster zone. And like you're cleaning it and I'm sitting there literally throwing garbage on the floor and I'm like, Adam, why don't you clean up your mess? And you're like, first of all, I didn't make the mess. Second of all, you're literally throwing garbage on the floor. Like you can't be. By the way, this this actually happens. <laughs> no, this doesn't happen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but what, the, my point is it, you can criticize Trump for sure. And you can you but but you, like, I think it's fair to say if you've got criticism, you've got to, you've got. Can you do better? 
Right. One of the problems I have with, uh, actually, you know what I'll do? I'm going to give a shout out to a Casey Neistat video and try and connect these into a similar idea about relativity. So they're saying Trump's doing a bad job. Relative to what? Who do we compare COVID to? Right. Other countries that are smaller and have different, you know, border controls. You know, when you look at these European nations that are much smaller than the U.S. and they were able to lock down their borders, right. that certainly helped. We didn't lock down our borders between states. It's up to the states to do not Trump. And remember, we are called the United States for a reason. There's different states. Every state has its own laws. It has its own governors. They and do their own thing. They straight up told Trump to f off. Like, yep. don't even, don't even try to tell us what to do. We're running the show. We're the try. governors. He was like, "These are my guidelines." Yeah, yeah. He tried to help, yeah. and they were like, "No, no, no. Those are your guidelines. This is the United States. This is what we do." But then, as soon as, as soon as that that corner turns, they flip it on him. Like, whoa, whoa. Now we can blame him. Now we're yep. gonna, now we're gonna switch it around. It's relativity. Relativity. Is Trump doing a bad job on COVID? In order to say yes or no, you need a control United States, which does not exist. That's a good point. You, and and so I see a lot of people saying, "Well, look at Italy. How come they? Well, uh, Italy is like one state." Okay, well, still, how come Italy versus versus what New York? Because that's real. New York is the epicenter, right? Well, what about Pennsylvania? Do we have border restrictions stopping people from traveling between New York and Pennsylvania? No, you can just go boop 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 boop, and Trump can't do anything about that. Yep. So it's not the same. It's very hard to quantify. But this brings me to the general lefty argument because I was watching this video um, from Casey Neistat. It's an older video, and it's called something like "Being Rich versus Being Versus Being Poor." Okay. And he basically talks about how he was reading this article that said this guy makes $1.2 million a year and he hates his life. He's miserable. His office sucks. And he's unhappy. And they talk about like a janitor who loves his job and feels so helpful. He's like a janitor at a hospital. Okay. And they bring up a really good point about purpose and fulfillment. Basically, if you're a real estate you know, broker or whatever, agent, and you're making millions of dollars, do you feel fulfilled? Like, are you actually helping the world be a better place? Probably not. You're sl- so what, what the guy said was, when I die, will anyone care that I got a 2% you know, return on my investment? Right. But the janitor is saying, I may not be a doctor, but without me, people will, will literally die. Like, I need to clean up medical waste and make sure the hospital is functioning in such a way that the doctors can bring these people in safely and securely. Yep. And so what I'm doing is very important. Purpose, so anyway. Purpose. People need a purpose. In, in this video, he talks about how he says, you know, they, they claim money can't buy you happiness but it can. And the, ex- the reason he gives is that everybody's trying to find happiness, love, purpose, and fulfillment, and, and others. These are like, you know, human desires. And then he mentions that, then he like folds this thing up and it says healthcare, clothes, you know, housing. And he was like, when you, when you are rich, you can just pay for all of these problems to go away. And then these other things, you're just free to explore. So money can literally solve your problems. And I, I take, I, I disagree. I humbly disagree. And this goes back to a lot of what we're saying about the far left, about AOC. Think about what healthcare means today. Think about what housing means today. You know, so. Standards of living everyone's used to. The standards of living in this country are so incredibly high. Mm-hmm. The only reason you think your healthcare is a problem is because you know someone has it better. <laughs> That's a good point. Think about it. That's a good point. A hundred years ago, if you got cancer, what do you do? You know what? Guess Mo- I'll die. More importantly, though, it's they don't know that there's people in the world that have it less. Well, exactly. That's what I mean. That's right. the other side of the but coin. That, but that's that's what everyone ignores. They only th- see someone that's doing better. Capitalism is so bad. Is it? Or or 
are you just clueless to what's really going on in the world? Because that's what I'm seeing. The meme is graduates with, you know, feminist dance degree and then complains capitalism isn't working. <laughs> like, yeah. why is this working? But, you know, when, when I, I watch this video, I'm like, if you stubbed, you know, if, if you got a, a cut in the middle of the woods, you know, two or 300 years ago on, a, on an important journey, yeah. you'd look down and go, oh, man, guess I'll die. Yep. I'm kidding, but that's like the, the, the but joke. But it could. If, if you're you if you're not lose your leg near water where you can open like take out the sliver of the you know you stub your toe on a piece of wood burn and you it a I guess bit of wood you could cauterize it I have no idea I, I cut like, I cut my foot my ankle on coral when I was twelve just just cut it open it was bad I mean I got it sewn up everything was fine seven months later I got a, a bone infection whoa in my right hip I was bedridden for for months I couldn't I couldn't walk so it was, it was really bad. But that's the kind of thing that we don't even think about. It's like, sure, yeah. Exactly. If I cut it, like I could have, you know, maybe sewed the wound shut, whatever would have been fine. But the infection that got that got me later on in life. I'm not saying people are clueless. People should be resigned to poverty. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying keep some perspective, you know, recognize perspective that is everything. Just because other people might have it better doesn't mean you have it worse. Yeah. We've gradually improved everything. I was watching a rerun of Outer Limits, that show from like the yeah, 90s. You're talking about it. Because oh, I just watched every, I love that show. One of them, it's these two guys who get teleported, they get, they get time traveled to the Civil War. Okay. One of the guys is an actual medic. And so they, he gets captured by the Confederates. He's dressed like a Yankee for a reenactment. And they force him to perform a surgery on a guy who got shot in the leg. And they're like, we need you to amputate. And he goes, no, I don't, I don't need to amputate. And the, the, the colonel or whatever was like, if you do not amputate, this man will die. And he goes, this man will not die because he had his bag with him and he pulled out a little tube of like, you know, neosporin or something, some antibacterial. Yeah. He just rubbed it on the leg and it was like, good to go. And then the next day, like the guy's like, you saved my life and it saved my leg. It was some simple, something we take for granted that we go, we, you go to Walgreens and you're like, how much for this tube? I stubbed my toe. I'm like, that'll be $2. And you're like, $2. Right. For the, <laughs> fine. Or you like, take some mouthwash and you like splash it on because you're like, well, I guess I'll use this. Right. And it's antiseptic. It's antiseptic. So, We've come I, so I, far. I look at a lot of these lefties that think they should be Rockefeller. They think they should be Donald Trump. Yep. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There will always be people who are better, who are richer. I mean, it's, there's one person out of 7.2 billion that is the richest person. Literally, not everybody can be completely equal in all these terms. You can be equal in poverty. Right. Go to a country like Venezuela. Even there, you're not completely equal. There's still wealthy people who have military power and control. And they'll they'll do the, well, I mean, his dad was rich. And it's like. That's true. Okay. Well, then think about your great grandchild. Think about that, that child and be, make sure that they're set up. Think about them. Don't think about yourself anymore. Think about how Trump got that. He, he and his great grandfather came here. He wasn't, he wasn't super wealthy i mean i'll talk about it more tomorrow i don't want to like but but think, basically think it's like you, you got that's what you got to do you got to plan for the future think about the future and be like i need to better myself today so that when my child grows up whoa. they're going to be better off whoa 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 adam that sounds like you're talking some white supremacy here planning for the future yeah whatever that stupid article i, I, <laughs> I don't want to give credence to that that's right. stupid I don't, what, what, I don't even like start? joking about it. It's stupid. Be, uh, this is a serious issue. Like if you if you seriously think that there's other people out there that are doing better than you and that's what you're focused on, your focus is wrong. You need to focus on yourself. That's what people don't want to do anymore. And that pisses me off. Well, well, well. I'm seeing it everywhere. But but hold on. What? I'll, the way I'd put it is if you look at somebody and they're better off than you, 
and your reaction is, I deserve what they have, your next question should be, what do I have to do to accomplish it? Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Boom. And, and then, more importantly, within the law. Because right. okay. some people will be like, I got me a knife. I'm going to go take <laughs> what I deserve. And yeah. some people are going to be like, I got me a Molotov, and I'm going to go demand the government give me what I deserve. You got to earn it. Not, you deserve what you build. And then they say, but capitalism is exploitative. And you know what, man? You're free. You are free. I'll tell you what. Why don't any of these people understand entitlement? Do they buy a shirt? No. Do they, do they wear shirts? Do, they, do you want to wear a hat? Do you use headphones? Do, do you communicate on your phone every day? You know, there's... They they try to they turn such a blind eye to the 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 benef- the benefits of what it has brought us. I got even an idea down to antiseptic, I which is it. super important. Go ahead. What we should start a fund, raise a bunch of money, to buy a big plot of land and build a commune, and invite all of them to live there for free and bask in true utopian equality. What would they do? Well, if you they want food, wither, you got to grow it. But they did that. They did that. You you told know, me about I know, the farm I know. in I'm New saying York. let's make it a thing. It's like so all these people are like we de- we demand equality and socialism, bro. We got a socialist commune ready to go exactly as you dreamed it up. And if you work hard, you'll be fine. And I literally mean it in the best ways possible. But you know what I expect would happen? Warlord. No, well, yeah. <laughs> Someone would show up with a gun and be like, "I'm gonna sit right here and you give me grapes." Yep. And then they're no, but like let's say we we actually set up a real commune. Because they they exist. There's one. It's really really great. Okay. They they you um they all vote on who they let in, and they have like a limit on how many people are allowed. Mm-hmm. But it really does function properly. I've seen there's there's a few, and they, they exist over in Europe also. Some in the UK. I, I got mad respect. And some here. Yeah yeah yeah. But they built it, and they work hard. And they work hard yep. every single day. You don't stop working. That, not, but people, they love it. People don't want to work either. But hard, the, hard work. But look, is look, another one of those lists. I don't know. But, but check it out. The people who actually started these communes, mm-hmm. they're hard workers. That's true. They invited in hard workers, yep. and the people who don't work hard are free to go at any time. No, 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 are are kicked out. If you don't work hard in those kind of environments, you are not welcome. You don't get food, and then you leave. So they're like, no, they're very strict. Yeah, I, I've I've watched a few things on those those kind of places, and they are strict. If you don't do the work, you're not welcome there. And, and that so, makes so sense to me. What I'd love to do is I'd love to set up a little commune, and I will pay your your travel ticket. In style, you'll come down. You can bring whatever you want, and then get to tilling that field, baby. You want food tomorrow? You better work. Chop chop. Up at sun. Up, up at sun up. Go to bed. Go to bed. To, you know, three or four hours after sundown. After you finished all your work, and uh, if that's what you're into, some people really are into that. Yeah. But it's like if people just need to experience hard work, because like I told you, like I had friends who did, and they immediately were like, "Wow, I like being American." I like cheap Chinese plastic crap. I don't want to work. These people, I tell you what, man, in New York City, now they're moving out because these jobs are remote. Could yeah. you imagine what it must be like to work at BuzzFeed? No. Listen. I would never. I used to, I, when I was 18, I got a job at American Eagle Airlines, which is American Airlines' regional you know, branch. Okay. And it was uh, eight hours a day, lifting like 30 to 50,000 pounds of luggage all day, every day, just loading up you know, planes. Or if you're in the bag room, everybody hated that. It wasn't so bad, actually. The reason people don't like the bag room is because you sit in front of a conveyor belt watching bags, and you, you have like a certain zone. So you're like, these cities, you have to grab their bags, load them up. Okay. And so it actually wasn't that bad because sometimes you'd sit around doing nothing. 
When you're loading planes, however, planes come in every like 40 minutes. Right. So you're so, constantly going to a different spot. No, no, no. When the planes are coming in 40 minutes, mm-hmm. you have actually like a 15 minute break in between. Oh, all right. You know, like a 20 minute break. So I do this job, hard work all day, every day. The first time I saw a news office, I just busted out laughing, <gasps> laughing. I walk in, half the chairs are empty and I'm like, oh, wow, a lot of empty chairs. Oh, no, they're still working from home. And I'm like, working from home. Yeah. <laughs> do they have to come in? I mean, you know, we like it when they do, but not really. What do they do? Um, they, you know, they just do clickbait stuff. A couple articles per day. Like, what is, you know, so this person does our music blog. They would write, like, I just, you know what Vice articles are like. Oh, yeah. It's like, I listened, I, I, I smoked a bunch of weed and then listened to this old Sublime album, and dude, it was crazy. And they would just write, like, this. Period. And, the and I'm like, you know how much they got paid? <laughs> Advice? Like 30K. A year. Which was double what you would make lifting heavy bags. But I'll tell you what, some of these companies, it's like you write listicles about Brad Pitt's junk. Like, look at all these bulges. Here's a list. And they're getting paid 30, 40K a year. I'm not gonna pretend like it's a lot of money for New York City, but relative to somebody making minimum wage lifting heavy bags, I couldn't help but bust out laughing. This is what you consider work? Wow. And I'll tell you what, man, I work for these companies you do, you do, like, I gotta be real. They have no idea what they're doing. Half the time they're sitting around doing nothing. Right. Not even, they're sitting there. And I'm like, what are you doing? I don't know. You gonna, you gonna write? I'll tell you no. what I am doing. I'm getting paid. That's right. Yup. <laughs> On salary. Ugh. And that's that just, boring. that's a crazy thing about the media industry. That when they fall apart and they fire everybody, you wonder why. Mm-hmm. It's like these people aren't producing things. It's not real. It's it's not it's not real, man. The media bubble it does feel like it's crumbling. Here's here's my solution. I'm, I've I've figured yeah. it out, everybody. I've figured out a way. It's the internet to save the news industry. I'm gonna recreate the Vice Office, but instead of people sitting around confused at the time, I'm gonna make them uh, make birdhouses. They're going to be building birdhouses instead of sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> we well, hear me out. We sell the birdhouses, ah, make a profit. Nice. And then, of course, whenever they have time, they can write one of their stupid articles about <laughs> this is great. You know, smoking pot and listening to Sublime or something. No downtime. If you're not reading the news, you're building a birdhouse. You got that? You, that's pretty good. There you go. It's pretty like good. That. And we yeah. sell those birdhouses <laughs> online. Maybe we can like do it. like uh, uh, knitting. that up crochet and yeah, stuff and yeah. make scarves make, we'll make beanies whatever you're good at everybody yeah. must be must be making beanies i like this yeah. idea the beanie idea yeah. you must be ma- you must you must be manufacturing <laughs> to be to be fair though my my vision of a functioning media company would would be literally everything you do is work mm-hmm. and so this is actually something they tried doing with vice but never took off where it was like when we would go out on uh documentary shoots for say, oh, we're going to a riot. You know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna go. We, we we went to Ukraine. Okay, and they asked, can you film other things with your downtime? Like you got to eat, right? Can you film yourselves eating? Hey, we're in Ukraine, and they just served us up some cabbage, and and we're gonna eat Scott. Ukraine cabbage. Yeah, yeah. Look how excited we are. Woo. But then you boom article. No, no, not an article, video. Oh, video. Yeah. Because then you can make really quick videos where like, here's what food is like in this place. It's actually really clever. That's great. That's a good point. Never did it. Mm. Never. But it was a good idea. It's like, can you uh, can Anthony you always Bourdain be working? Vice. Yeah, but they actually did a show that was like people really loved about food. I can't remember what the guy's name was. Action Bronson or something was that his name? Yeah, yeah. And he did he yeah, did the food so. thing. Yeah, I think he did it. Yeah, yeah, show. yeah. That's yeah, right. yeah, and everyone really loved it. I guess he's pretty funny. Yeah, man. But uh, wow, such little work in that city of New York City. I'd rather do that. You want to hire me to do that? I'll, Eat food? I'll fly around and and find all the the crazy. Food oh, you want you want you want to quit the podcast? 
No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we will. You know, when we expand, we're going to do silly food stuff and, you know, skateboarding and whatever. But I'll, I'll tell you what. We have a serious problem in this country with general, the general balance of wealth and labor. I, I think that's, that's actually a fact. So that's why, like, I'm, I'm pretty left when it comes to, like, the wealth inequality stuff. Yeah, and th- there's, a, there's a lot of things that I think are, you know, strange that conservatives would support or that liberals would support that are probably contradictory. Like, listen, there are, wealth in, there, are, there are wealth inequality problems in this country. The easiest way to put it is, why is someone getting paid three times as much to write about Brad Pitt's junk compared to someone who actually will build or fix something? Good point. I I tell you, man, look, when you're like uh, uh, running your own business doing like carpentry or plumbing or some kind of actual trade, you'll make good money. But why is a senior editor who sits at a computer collecting articles from other people and then just reads them and says, I'm going to publish this, getting paid more? They're not making anything. We could literally just delete all of these companies. We'd be better off for it. Probably. Look, some news, a lot of, we, we need news. We need real journalism. What we don't need are these trash blogs, you know, like, BuzzFeed <laughs> and Vox. Yeah, BuzzFeed springs to mind. Yeah, BuzzFeed. What? Do, wh- how do we re- re- rebalance that? You know, when I was little, I always agreed that it's crazy that baseball players, that you know, basketball players get paid all this money, and scientists and tradesmen and firefighters don't. And that's like a common lefty kind of perspective. What is that? Um, do you? Know, there's a CEO that gave up his salary to take like a, a crazy cut. Do you know who I'm talking about? Who super, is Seattle. super stressful. I, I don't remember. No, who it, it, is. it was a company in Seattle, right? Where he, he was talking about it. He was like, "Look, I, I, I wouldn't. My company wouldn't exist without the workers. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, pay myself significantly less." But this and, was, a, and this, all of that would this go. Is, no. What? It's not real. Or the, what? The, there's. I, I have to pull it back up, but I'm pretty sure it was because people don't understand how businesses work. Okay. I'm not gonna say anything specific about this guy because I don't know the specific guy you're ta- you're referencing, but I think I do. Okay. So let me just tell you something. When you own a corporation, okay. you can say, I'm going to reduce my salary to, you know, 50000 a year to be the same as the people. Um, um, accountant? Yes. Just issue it all as profits at the end of the year. Right. So you can publicly announce your salary is being reduced. Right. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. Like, look, if you work, if you get a job at a company and they're like, what's your, what's your salary requirement? You say fifty grand a year and they say you're hired. And then you're like, but it turns out the CEO makes $5 million. That's, that's too bad. That's his company. You don't got to work there. What I mean is, why is a person literally writing about, you know, going to a rave and taking acid and then passing out in the bathroom and getting paid more or at least the same as yeah. a dude who literally builds houses? Like if, if you if, if you are the lowest tier apprentice, you know, showing up and being like, I have no idea how this works, but I can carry tools for you. You deserve more than someone who's like, I saw Brad Pitt's junk today. He was popping out in a, in a tabloid magazine and. Here's a list of all the times a celebrity's junk has appeared. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you getting paid for that? To be fair, why to be do, fair. Why do people care about that? Well, that's, that, that's what I was going to say. To also. be fair, people care. <laughs> right. And people are more willing to essentially buy or, or cater to those products, and that's why they make so much money. Mm-hmm. But I kind of feel like there's something wrong with that. And I don't know if you can actually solve it. Because then we get into the conversation about capitalism, you know, free market versus controlled or command economy. Yeah. But it does, it does bum me out that it's, it's part of the conversation we've had before that if humans ever shake hands with aliens, it'll be not because they overcame nuclear weapons, but because they overcame the Xbox. But that's PlayStation would be more accurate. Right. Considering, you know, Xbox but at the time when the quote was said, Xbox was up there, you know, I was like, <laughs> hey, everybody's got an Xbox. But 
No, but it is true, man. It, it bums me out that we allocate so much of our energy as humans to dumb nonsense. It's true. I don't know how you solve that, though, because free will, individuality. That's why we need a space race. That's why You're we need right. Trump's, what's the Artemis Project? Is that Artemis. what it's called? Yep. That's why Elon Musk and then going from the moon to Mars. Yep. Because we need to inspire a culture to look beyond writing stories about, you know, doing drugs at a rave. Yeah, okay. everyone's so complacent in this this world that we live in right now. That's that's an issue too. You know, people are comfortable and then are so comfortable they're forgetting what it's like to not be comfortable. They're they're forgetting what it's like to not have all these amazing amenities that this world now offers us to everyone. Most people, you need water? Go go get some water. You could in in some states it's illegal to to say no to someone who's asking for water. I'm talking about Arizona specifically. Um, I, there, there's probably other places, you know, maybe Texas, you know, somewhere in the uh, it's along a, wait, the wait, south. So it was illegal to ask for water. It, no, 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 to deny someone water. Right, right, right. Like if you walk in and say, "Oh, water, I need water," it's like, okay, here you go. They have to give it to they you. Have to give it because, like, in a place like Arizona, you could really die. Yeah, you could. I just had a terrifying thought. What's that? What if the simulation is already over? And you know? it's just running. You, you, now you, it's just running its course. No, like, yeah, right. So the credits what, are rolling. And that's why everything's getting crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, you, maybe. You, you, have you played Civilization? I haven't, no. So in, in Civilization, there's multiple ways to get a victory. For those that aren't familiar, it's a video game where you literally start from, like, you know, nomadic tribes and then develop technology. And then eventually you have these big civilizations and you go to war or whatever. There's several ways to win. There's, like, a space race victory where you can go and colonize other planets. Cool. Cultural victory where you become the dominant culture of the planet war victory by just blowing everybody up and taking over their land but once you beat the game you can choose to just keep playing anyway okay and then the game objective is done and you're just doing whatever so that's where you think we are yeah maybe maybe the simulation ended a long time ago because you know i was thinking about like why was there a space race in the 60s what was the motivation of the united states to say we must be better than the soviets that we don't have any of that today it was it was honestly it was just fear because the American public thought that because they were in space, they could spy on us from space. So it was it was laced with fear of them being able to, you know, shoot us from the stars, essentially, you know, right. And that that's what spawned it into. So, you know, it was pretty much fear that led it into the the new space. So, So how have we how have we come to this point where everyone feels like they've beaten the game where it's like you've got nothing to do. You're bored. You're angry. There's no fear. You've got food. You got video games. There's no you purpose. Whatever you want at the tip of your fingers. Yeah. No fear. To be honest, I think that's a good point. We were concerned for our safety. Yep. That's why. We our security wasn't guaranteed. We had to strive to be better to protect ourselves. Now we don't. Well, that's why I want to talk about Chicxulub. And then, if you don't know what that is, that is the asteroid that destroyed the dinosaurs. There's a layer of of molten, uh, I don't know, material all around the world from the same time period, and that's because it struck the, the planet and killed 99% of, of life on, the, on this planet. That can happen. We see, like, there's a comet flying by right now. If, if it's nighttime where you are, go, go outside and look. It's cool. Uh, Neo, what is it called? Neo something? I don't remember. I don't know, but we, we, we talked about the news of the, of the flybys. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, the orbit gets really close, and it's like, woo. It's like, you know, everyone's so desensitized by Armageddon, the movie, what other however many other deep impact deep impact yeah, it's they make like clone movies oh yeah yeah sure whatever it's just movies and it's like uh well yeah well that could actually happen there's we're we are flying through our sun isn't s- sitting in one spot it's flying 
it's flying through space. We are we are traveling around a traveling star. Yep. So we don't know if there's some a rock out there that's just floating that's going to enter our our solar system and run into our planet. There was a uh, Ao Mao Now Mao or some Ao Mao Mao or whatever. Ao Mao Mao. Yeah, that was an interstellar object that entered our solar system, f- orbited around the the sun one time and dipped out. Yeah. I mean, we got we got lucky. That's scary. Didn't hit us. But those kind of things exist. Like so, that that could happen. We I'm not trying to like instill fear, but it is something that we that's why I'm I'm I love space. Space is is something we we don't think about as much anymore, but it's out there like the the immensity of what space is. So we we, we need a meteor false flag. I mean, it, I guess, you know. We we need sure. like, we need an announcement where it's like there's a meteor in the sky. And we've got five years to build interplanetary defense. And then everyone comes together and then it's like, you know, Independence Day. We will not go quiet. Yeah, maybe. Into the it's night. not going to be aliens, though. It's going to be it's going to be a meteor. I feel like that's that's the largest threat to the planet, you know, always at all. Climate times. change didn't work, though, because we are floating through space. That That's like people stop thinking about it because it's just, you know, movies, they, they, whatnot. They tried climate change. Right. As the big, grand, apocalyptic event. Yeah. A lot of people don't We just care. had a pandemic, and that couldn't even do it. Maybe. Like, we, but, we, 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 so we used to have fear behind us and our family ahead of us. Yeah. Now they're taking our families, and there's no fear behind us. What that's are a good we point. Doing? Maybe it's because we have no families. Nobody, there's, there's nobody going like. No fear, no families. Great. Th- think about it. The fear is gone. Yep. For some reason. That even though we're watching in California, they're forcefully injecting hormones into this kid. People are still saying, well, you know, I'm worried about my kids, so I'll just do nothing. (laughs) No, but for real, like, aren't you scared for your children? I would be. People aren't. They're like, well, I I am in the sense that I could lose my job, but not in the sense that the future is going to be a nightmarish dystopian hellhole that I'm okay with. There's no fear about what that what you leave for your children. Why not? Because we're taught to to worry about yourself. We yeah, are, man. That's what we we are told. You can be anything. You you're a star. You you can you can do whatever you want, and you know, move out of your family home. Uh, you know, get your own place. If you still live with your parents, like you're 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 not an adult yet. You know, you got to live on your own. You got to be your own person. So it's like the community of how humans have gotten to where we are is being lost. I feel like. When you raise people to be self-centered, yeah. but they still have their natural instinct to protect their kids, you get what we have today. Okay. No real fear for the future their children will inherit, Good point. but a general fear for their immediate safety. Yeah, yeah. It's dread of the yeah. present. Yeah. If, if, if we were scared that, like, what if the Soviets build a, a satellite that could launch, you know, what, what do they call it? Rods from God? Right. The tungsten rods. Tungsten rods. <laughs> Blows up your city and then... Everybody dies. And that scared them and said, we must defend ourselves. But yeah. today, they're like, what if these people literally inject my children with hormones and then arrest them for saying naughty words? Right. Oh, well, you know, I don't know. Or, I'm not going to say anything. Or like the, the, I hate bringing this list up, but it's on that list that said. Well, we have the story. Oh, the media. Is the, it still. Oh, this. Oh, this. They're talking about it, aren't they? This is the. Yeah. Calling oh, calling yeah. out white culture. Call, calling out the. the bias training people as as racist well i guess but before we get to that i just wanted to say on that list that i guess we're about to talk about it says delayed gratification is something that they're damning like abolish it's it's a bad thing it's like that is exactly the problem we 
if if it's just instant gratification, you're not getting anything. You're not doing anything. Right. You're just that's you know that's playing you know the the worst games just you know it in every aspect of your life just to get it get it now instead of thinking about your children why do you think all these people who have a lot of money that they're traveling i'm bringing up the trump thing about how his grand his dad like furthered this thing and it's like sure generational wealth well if you are thinking and jealous of generational wealth start the generation Delayed gratification is knowing that your grandchild is going to be better off because of what you're doing right now. A society grows great when people plant trees whose shade they know they will never they will never sit in. Who, where's that from? I, it's a Greek. We, we I think a it's bunch, a Greek yeah. proverb. But I think it, is it I, Greek? It couldn't it be. Is Greek. Couldn't yeah. be more true though. Yeah. Yeah, but nobody believes it anymore. Right, because we're comfortable. No, but I think because we're, we've been raised to be selfish. Yep. Yep. Man, think about how Com- comfortable and selfish it used to be. All for the kids. Yep. Now it's all like. Whatever. I guess I have kids. Whatever. Well, there's yeah. a there's a compelling argument to be made that the reason that we're so selfish is because the parents worked their butts off so that we could have the best life ever. Like literally the best life that anyone's ever had. That was our parents' goal. That was their parents' goal. After World War II, they came back and they were like, we have to make life really good for our kids. That's what I'm saying. We won. We beat they the game. They nailed it. Yeah, man. Yep. They did. I know my dad worked his butt off to We we beat the to game. Raise me. The last two, like two generations ago was when the game screen popped up and says, congratulations, you've won. You've created the best possible life for your children. Would you like to keep playing anyway? And they just set the controller down and and went, they And they, they pressed autoplay and like, whatever. Yeah, hey, I'm going to go. I don't really care. Yeah. Make a hot pocket. You ever see that story about the dude who left, uh, he had like a, 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 a civilization game from like, it was running for like 20 years or something. Mm-mm. There was a, f- a really funny story. It was like Civilization Two from the 90s. Okay. And apparently he, was, he had been playing the game for 20 years, and it was a post-apocalyptic wasteland of constant nuclear bombs going off. Oh, man. Because people would just, the war could never end because the hatred ran so deep. And every time they nuked a city, the, the nuclear waste would make it impossible to recover. But then they would all just build another nuke and then nuke each other. And it was just, a, the year was like 20,000, and it was a nightmarish. What if that's where we're going, man? No. We beat the game. We did it. We've got the best lives. We got instant communication. We got running water, clean water. Now, not for the rest of the world, but in America. Yeah, the universe is out there. The entire universe. Yeah, man. We're a pale blue dot. Thank you, Carl Sagan. People need to watch him. People need to know their history. They got to know what we've We been need through. an energy revolution. It's happening. What's it's, the latest? Solid state batteries? Well, that's, that is actually a, a, an amazing innovation that has yeah. happened. You know? Yep, that's gonna that's gonna change the game. It is. Yeah, I think it, it allows. They don't allows, degrade. That's the key. Exactly. Yeah, that's the key. And they don't blow up. And they don't blow up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, those two things are fairly important. Those are yep. yeah. Incredibly, who are we kidding? Yeah, it's incredible. But I mean, it's it's not necessarily enough for the energy output we would need for like the the, the current level of you know. Well, carp. There's um. Graphene, Space travel. Graphene is another big thing that they just figured out. Me and Ian talk about it a bunch. It's uh. We can basically take any carbon-based anything and turn it into graphene. And graphene can be used for everything. Yeah. It's an incredible... We, we, we have it on a very small scale right now, but eventually we can, we're can. we going to have to go dig up our trash from dumps and, and be able. We, we're going to be able to use it to make more graphene. And, yeah. and that's incredible. That's so cool. So that, that's, that's something that we're, we're going to be able to do. So that's, that's a change. It's, and we're going to need that for space travel. Think about like all the, the trash Maybe. or whatever we come up with. We can make graphene out of it and then use that graphene as, as hey, look, you know, we had, we had that plague. What year was the plague? 
1918? What are you talking about? No, no, no. The literal plague, the Black oh, Plague. Oh, gosh. That was oh. like 1300s. I don't know. But after that followed the Renaissance or something, didn't it? Like, you have this level of technology, but everybody is, you know, straining for resources. Mm-hmm. Then a large portion of the population dies because of the plague, but the level te- the level of technology remains. So then everybody flourishes and grows rapidly again. It's kind of like breathing, like whoosh. Well, that's why that's why Elon wants to occupy Mars because we need we need to expand, or that will happen naturally. And that that's I agree with him. We 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 absolutely. But Mars have- Mars doesn't have a, a magnetic field. And I don't think it has the gravity to maintain an atmosphere. It doesn't matter. We, so we do domes. We have to figure out a way to move on. We have yeah, to. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We, we, we must. Maybe we, we must. Uh, just uh, underground subterranean. Maybe, we, you know what we do? You know the movie, um, have you ever seen Red Planet? Uh, They're the Val first. Kilmer? Yeah, yeah. The first people to go to Mars. I don't remember and, like, it. They, they fight I the, saw it when it first came out, I The think. robot turns evil or something. Okay. So we, you know what you do? We need to combine the movie The Core. Was that Bruce Willis? In the core? I don't remember it either. The, oh, who was that? I don't know. They have to like restart the Earth's core or yes. something? Yes. Yeah. So here's what okay. we do. All right. We take the, the actors from the movie Deep Impact <laughs> and the actors from the core and we bring them together and they go to Mars and they kickstart the core. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know how you would actually do I don't even know. It doesn't even make no, sense. No, no, no. First, first you got to you know. defund Hollywood and, 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 and make it more... Um, inspiring for kids to want to be the scientists that that come up with the answers. Well, the Hollywood's a great tool for that. I know, but it's not being used correctly. Exactly. So what we that. need is people want to be actors. People want to be influencers. They want to be TikTok YouTubers. stars, mm-hmm. YouTubers. Yeah. Like that is not helping anything. That's them thinking they are superstars, which is this what is they've the been taught. Bro. That's what they've been taught. It's, it's I'm a superstar, so I should be able to do and, and be famous. And it's like, okay, well, you gotta you gotta have a reason. That people are going to want to watch you if you don't if you don't fill yourself with something to give to these people you're nothing yeah so you got to make something of yourself first and they're, they're ignoring look, that look, fact. look look at who succeeded in this open environment pranksters oh, i can't name one prankster i can name i'm not going to personally call them out okay but there are a lot of high profile prank channels mm-hmm. a lot of videos were getting views by and doing, are they are they still famous they got banned oh mm. because youtube was like yo this is when, when left to their own devices, people were like, I'm going to make a video where I go around right, saying racial slurs. And then they just one-up each working. other. One-up each exactly. other. One-up each other. Right. So there was a series of videos where they would go around saying certain things that sound like racial slurs when said quickly enough. Yeah. Like, hello, my neighbor. Okay. But they would say it really, really fast. Oh, I And see. then people would be like, what did you say to me? I got, and, I got a teacher that, that got really mad at me because I said, what the hello, teacher? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, how dare you? And then took me to the principal's office. And the principal oh, wow. was like, get out of here. Like, yeah. What are you talking about? I so, was like 11 or something. What, you, th- this is why I'm not a laissez-faire capitalist. But I don't think I would ever. I think, I think the answer is something like, can we come together to fund movies that inspire people? I mean, like Interstellar was awesome. I agree. Ma- ho- Great movie. We need, we need more cultural cohesion around doing better but you know one of the problems is this critical race theory stuff thinks that science is evil whiteness that must be abolished also crazy when elon musk launched that car into space they were like look how crazy these billionaires are wasting waste he could have you know given people health care or something and it's like you realize that money was spent on earth right people had jobs they paid taxes and they they needed to have weight he was trying to to test Do something cool and inspirational. No, no, before they decided to do that, it was because they needed to have weight to test 
to payload right. that the rocket would work. So he was like, oh, well, I'll put a star, a, a car out there. And you know what it did? It did inspire a bunch of kids to get into space programs, which which Trump brought back the Artemis program. It's incredible yeah, stuff. Like he he gave them back their their funding. And I what, what, I love that. What did the Obama administration think was going to happen? We were going to create a consumerist humanity that just loves plastic. I yeah. Plastic from, crap. Yeah. I don't know what that cheap I don't know. plastic crap. We put a clock in it made in China. Yeah. We need something better. Yeah, we we need a mission. And right now, the yeah. mission is this weird religion, intersectionalism. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. Well, if we, don't, if we don't get on top of that, what's going to happen to us? In 20 years, we're just a bunch of, like, sunken-eyed, gaunt, nah. angry, Antifa intersectionalists with shaved heads? I don't think that disease is spreading as, as far as, as well, it may Well, now seem. that the media is slowly getting on board with calling it out as literal white supremacy, perhaps... It'll be better. But, dude, it's in, the, it's in the Army. It's in the federal government. It's in every school. It's in every grade school. Museums. Dude, I was, at, I was out for a Christmas dinner, a Christmas breakfast with my family. And I was talking to my mom and my sister about that equity comic where it shows three people standing in front of a fence. Yeah. You know that one? Mm-hmm. For those that aren't familiar, it's like there's a tall guy, a medium guy, and a short guy. And the tall guy and the medium guy can see, and the short guy can't. And they said in equality, everybody gets a crate. Well, the tall guy and the medium guy don't need a crate. In equity, they give two crates to the short guy so he can see now too. And I, and I was talking about it and I was explaining why it doesn't make sense and why it's a manipulation. And my niece, who's like eight, she goes, they show us that in school. And I was like, they no. do? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, this specific image. And she goes, yeah, they taught us about it. Oh, and I man. was like, oh man, that is indoctrination to a religion. Eight yeah. years old. What I explained was, it's very simple to quantify the idea of equity when you're looking at a fence with crates. Right. But now there's like 50 different versions of this stupid comic explaining what real justice is. And I said, how do you determine, how do you quantify access and privilege when you're, when you're judging people based on like 200,000 different immutable characteristics? Yeah. Are blue eyes better than brown eyes? What if you have crooked teeth? What if you have blonde hair? Or what if you're dyed your hair? What if you personally choose to do something? There's no way to quantify that. All right. And so I was, ex- I was talking to my family about it, but she's being indoctrinated by your teachers to believe this critical race theory stuff mm-hmm. equity so yeah it's pervasive yeah and then why why would anyone want to be like a who knows like any any sort of a job if it pays the same as everyone else you know why would i do that when i could just do the easier job right i'll yeah. just i'll just do the easy job that's the problem with everyone socialism. Will, everyone's just going to want to do the easy job no one's going to want to do the hard job yep and if everything pays the same all of the all the hard jobs won't get done anymore and then society will fall apart. So there needs to be like an aspect, and they're they're not thinking about that. But that's the, that's the problem. Uh, always, they're not thinking about it. They're I, ignorant I of think, the facts of of what is actually going on. I think the, a mixed economy makes the most sense. I do believe yeah, and that that's what we are, aren't we? A lot of we are. Yeah. I, I do think a lot of people are not in. They're not motivated by money. Some people are motivated by money, mm-hmm. and they take jobs where they manipulate money to make money. I'm not a fan, but when it comes to the ability to hand someone cash and take it back, well, that exists. You know, people are going to be able to exploit that. Right. I do think it's possible to create a culture where people are motivated by passion and success for their mission, less so money. Yeah, it exists. Because at a certain point, like I know people who make a ton of money who literally don't care because they're like, my mission is I got to build this thing. Like I'm sure Elon Musk isn't focused. Elon Musk isn't thinking like, how can I make a billion dollars? 
He's thinking, how can I get to Mars? How can I occupy Mars? Exactly. It's, it's, he's very blunt about it. However, That's what he wants. However, Elon Musk is a man with a mission. True. And vision. That's true. And he worked really, really hard to make this money and succeed, and now he can do it. If you create a society where, where everybody gets paid the same, like in communism, how would you get the visionaries like Elon Musk to actually be in that position to fund a rocket mission? Well, on an even more basic level than that, why would you study so hard as to become something like a doctor? Like, why Passion. would you, well, why would you want to do something that's really hard and has a really high... I, I don't agree with that. Well, yeah, that's... But no, yeah, she makes course, a good point, though. That's that's the inverse, though. It's That is the, the person who wants to learn how to save people, so they're going to push themselves to become a doctor, so that that's what they're doing. Even if they're, they're getting paid the same, they're still, they have the... the that's the, what I'm saying. The benefit of getting, you know... The reason why the, people... The love of saving someone. The reason why people would want to do a job, even if it was harder to get to that job's position, is because they're passionate about being a doctor. Right. Like, I always wanted to be a doctor. I'll do whatever it takes. But that's not... That's 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 great and all. Being a doctor, like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Sure. But that still doesn't take away the fact that there's all the jobs that... Who's going to be the garbage guy? Right. Or, I say garbage guy. Uh, the garbage yeah, human. Have, you, you know what you're going to do? Garbage, the garbage person. The garbage person. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, it's really simple. And this is what really, really bothers me about you capitalists. Oh. In our communist utopia, when someone, when we need someone to take out the trash and be the garbage man, I just pull out my Glock and I point at them and say, get on your knees and take the trash out. Oh. Otherwise, to the gulag with you. Okay. Problem solved. Then we have our utopia. That seems right. like that'll work. And once we force people to do the jobs that no one else wants to do, there will be peace. Hmm. Oh, man. Utopia. You see, that's the issue. In a capitalist system, people say, I don't want to take the trash out. And nope. then you go, I'll give you 100 bucks, and they'll go, I'll take the trash out. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Incentive. Exactly. So, that's why I think a mixed economy makes sense. Yep. That's why communism just will never work. Got the wrong Because kind of you, need, you need a gun. And there's always going to be this, the person that thinks that they don't need to do that. That they, they're the ones who knows how to do everything better, how to fix it all, or you know, organize and manage. Actually... Uh, John over there, he he's the best at taking the trash out. So John's going to be the trash guy now. You know what I hear pays a ton of money? What? Crime scene cleanup. Really? Yeah, you know why? Because it's hard to get blood out, maybe? Brain matter and skull <laughs> yeah, bits. Yeah, that's why. I, and you're going to be on the ground being like, let me try and get this bit of brain fragment out of the carpet. Oh, that's tough. Gross. Crime scene cleanup pays a lot. Huh. And how many people are willing to do that and want to see... I, w I wouldn't want to do that. Dude, people have no idea what it's like a dead body... You know, you know, um, you know what happens when you die, right? Yes. Rigor mortis. No. When when, when all the smooth muscle oh, just the relax, re relaxes, releases. the gases. You void your bowels. Oh yeah, I'm done. So then they they bring in these people who have these kits and full hazmat suits, and you get paid a pretty penny because nobody wants to do it mm -hmm. unless you get paid good enough. I remember when I was uh, a lot younger, there was an advertisement for it saying it was like a hundred, hundred fifty bucks an hour, because that's what you got to pay when you get someone to come in and clean up. A corpse. Yeah. And you got it. Yeah, man. So that's at least people are willing, you know, are willing to do it because they feel like they'll be rewarded for it. But in the communist system, I, I really don't believe you'll you'll have a you'll have an easy time finding someone passionate about waiting around, around in sewers. Mm -hmm. Right. Reminds me of Waterworld. Mm -hmm. Remember that the guy who was in the oil tank? Yeah, he's one of my favorites. He's <laughs> so so in, the, great. in the movie Waterworld, <laughs> they have an oil tanker and there's a guy who tests his, his job is just tell him how much oil they have. So he's just in a little boat in oil <laughs> yeah in the oil tank and then tank. When, when he calls for help the guy spits on him and he goes thank you <laughs> like good luck finding somebody who's going to do this job all right we got to read super chats 
Okay. Yes, it's time. We got a super chat here from Commander232. He says, Adam, much respect to you for grinding the research. I get inundated with text every day from work uh, with updates because I am an FPS officer. So I know you, uh, I, so I know how you feel. I just want to give up, give up some days, but I can't because I also serve in the army and the oath I swore. Thank you for that. And, and thank you for serving. Right on. Appreciate that. Xander says, dude, I smoked a bunch of weed and listening to Timcast IRL and it's crazy. Spoofo. <laughs> he said spoofo. I, I get it. <laughs> spoofo. I, I speak that language. <laughs> Alpha Zero Omega says, been following Tim since around the Milo fiasco at Berkeley. He is a fine example of where hard work and dedication can get you in a free country. Mm-hmm. I appreciate all of you, and I'm glad that you are committed to doing what you do. Power to you. Thank you very much, good sir, for supporting the channel. Villain Music Dude. Oh, this is two of two. So we got, where's, where's one of two? It didn't pop up, huh? Two of two. All right, I'm, I guess we'll have to find it. That's going to be difficult. YouTube does it sometimes. All right, well, we'll, we'll come back to this. Deplorable Pirate Captain, Gun, Captain Gunbeard says, Dear commies of all genders, red, <laughs> yellow, black, white, you, you all have the same vital hit points. Isn't equality grand? Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. You know what I forgot to say? If you haven't already and you want to jump in some super chats, feel free to do so. We'll try to raise them as we can. But also, Adam? I, I'm, 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 I'm rather uh, subdued right now. It's, right. it's been a heavy episode. It's been a heavy day for me. You want me to yell? Yeah, you, you do it. Smash the like button. Oh, Ooh, that's yeah. pretty good. Go. That wasn't even a yell. That was, that was like a growl. A growl. Rock, yeah, I like that. rock growl. Yeah, man. Smash the like button. But, but in all honesty, though, <laughs> smash the like button. Do it for me. Do it for me. Do it for Lydia over there. That's right. Do it for Tim. I appreciate it. Do it for all three of us. Oh, yeah. Do it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Make you feel good. You owe yourself a smash. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you should all Biden the like button. That's right. Come up right behind it. Put your arms around that like button. Oh, my goodness. Get a nice little sniff. Inhale deeply. Joe Biden. Biting the UFO there. Biting the UFO here. (laughs) All right. Let's see. Uh, Wugnut Man has put in a request already to play Melancholy Hellhounds. Oh. Oh, wow. We have a, a, an official request. First request, yeah. That's cool. That one's good. I'll Talk- play it. I'm going to do it. He requested it. I'll play it. That'll be the first thing I play. Talks to Munch says, you should invite Andrew Schultz from the Brilliant Idiots podcast onto the show or consider going on his podcast. I think there's a lot of topics you could discuss and it could be a great conversation. That dude is hilarious. Hilarious. Joseph Spiro says, Tim keeps saying, keeps saying anyone can start standing up against what's going on saying if everyone stood up at the same time, that it'd have an impact. Only influential leaders can synchronize behavior like that. You are correct, which is why it requires a cultural movement of people just deciding right now, no matter what, no matter what I risk, no matter what I lose, I will stand up. Remember when Trump tweeted Kafifi? Mm-hmm. And you know what people claimed it meant? What? I will stand. Yes. <laughs> As they were claiming it meant. Really? Yeah. So They're like, weird. it's actually Arabic for I will stand. And it was, it was supposedly saying something like, despite the negative press... Coverage? Co- no, no, no. I thought. They were claiming that Kafifi was Arabic for I will stand. And that what Trump was saying is, despite the negative press, I will stand. Oh, and it was right. like the stupidest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> the dude mashed some buttons on accident yeah. and accidentally pressed send. And That's like, what oh, happened. I like yep. that. And then it. when everyone went nuts on Kofifi, he rolled with it and it was hilarious. <laughs> yep. But anyway, we got a uh, large super, super chat here from Drew38. He says, hey guys... Tim's part Asian, just in case you didn't know. Oh, I did. I did just hear that. Is that confirmed? Oh, no. I need to double check that. I need a news guarded source on that. News guarded source. Yeah, I'll take a news guard for that. <laughs> yeah. Quiet it's guitarist confirmed. fan says, haven't super chatted in a while. Here's a cool 50 for your troubles. Recently started getting into the naked communist. Talks a lot 
talks a lot about the methods of Marxists and socialists. Interesting read. Hope y'all are great. Smash the like button. Smash it. You'll do. Chad Jensen says, you are doing the Lord's work. You are a warrior, Tim. Thank you very much. Nathan Trimmingham says, hey, y'all, I'm looking into getting a longboard, but I'm 6'4 and 300 pounds. Any suggestions? Well, I would my the first thing I would always say is go to a a store that sells longboards and try them all out. But because that's not really the case that you can do right now, um, it would depend on your budget. If you are uh, just just look up longboards, get get you know, a, a wide base, a longer wheelbase. So you, you don't want to get like a small board. You know, you're clearly a big, uh, big person. You just want, you want to be comfortable on the board. It's easier to find your balance on a skateboard, longboard, if it's a significantly longer board. So get something with a long wheelbase um, and, and that'll make, make it much easier. And something, something wide, you know, Work. if you probably have a large shoe size, so it's easier to get uh, your, your base on a bigger board. Red? Yeah. Arts Theo says, as a Cuban immigrant, I'd really hate for my family and I to jumped out of the frying pan into the fire. Let me know if you want me to take a couple libs on a real tour of Cuba. People still don't have running water there. Wow. Yeah, people don't know anything about what life is like outside of this country. I mean, obviously people do. I mean, these specific people. Yeah, they clearly don't. Xander Klein says, dude. Oh, yeah, I read that one. That was a good one. All right, let's see what we got here. Solarth says, anything, including labor, is only worth what someone is willing to pay for it. What someone deserves is completely subjective. I agree. I agree. Exactly. Villa Music Dude says, one, let the free market do what it, what it is supposed to do. Stop bailing everyone out. Let debt liquidate. Return to commodity currency so, so government is forced to reduce spending. Remove price floors and ceilings. And then he says, let demand do what it's supposed to do. Sound money, not fiat. Increase purchasing power. Short terms of capitalism are painful. But when you increase debt, you pull away resources that would help recover it faster to non-productive sectors prolonging pain. Those are solid. Yeah, I hear you. That makes a lot of sense. Space Monkey says, Brave New World, that's their vision. Justin Gillette says, Graham Hancock and many others have discussed the Torrid Meteor Belt. We passed through it twice a year, June and November, I believe. Tunguska in 1908, possibly what hit Greenland 12,000 something years ago that caused the Younger Dryas uh, also. Wow. Yikes, man. I'll look into that. Cool. Yeah. Ashley Torres says Antifa equals terrorists. They're under federal and military jurisdiction. Special special forces detain terrorists by intel. Cyber command slash NSA then give military tribunals. Terrorists forfeit constitutional rights and due process. Domestic terrorists don't have American peers. I think the issue with domestic terrorism that, they, that, that uh, they've said is that Americans have constitutional rights. And so if you're engaging in particular political messaging when you engage in an action, it's free speech. Mm-hmm. But then I would question hate crime laws. If you're engaging in a speech, then how could that be regulated? Your intention, you know what I mean? In which case, wouldn't terror stand as well? The difference being hate is based on an immutable characteristic and terror being based on politics. Hmm. I don't know. Not a lawyer. IRES TV says, Tim, I was raised conservative in Washington where everyone was blindly liberal and I never heard convincing arguments and remained Republican because it made sense to me. I found you. It actually brought me more to the left. I appreciate that y'all have the sense to be intellectually honest. I guess, you know, the thing, the, the thing I think is I hate being wrong. You know I, what I mean? I do too. So I always want to make who, sure who I have. Who likes being wrong? Apparently there are a lot of people who have found that the easiest thing to do is pretend to be right. No, no, no. The difference is though, they think they're right. They believe right. the core of their being that they are right. And that's that's an issue. 
Yep. You know, they, they, that's why they look at anyone else that critical thinks that's willing to look at all sides as evil because, whoa, 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 you just don't instantly believe what I believe. You're evil, period, because I'm right. It's a, it's a, it's why it's when a you, belief when system. you present them with evidence, they say, I don't need evidence. Right. And I hear that a lot. I've heard it a lot lately. My thing is like, what's really challenging now is I want to make sure that I'm not wrong. Yeah. You know, I don't want to deceive people. I want to know that I have my facts correct. Boom. And so I'll look for sources and try and verify them. Yep. But we're at a point now where sources are almost meaningless because like we, we talked about in this earlier segment, they just make things up. Storytellers. Pull things out of context and just say what they want to say. Yep. So now anyone can pull any source for anything. It, yep. it, dude, the fake news problem has reached critical mass. I agree. It's beyond just someone making a blog and lying. It's literally the point where CNN is lying nonstop all day because they know they can't compete with fake news websites. Yep. So think about it. There were a bunch of stories years ago about these dudes who made a blog that just wrote fake news all day about right-wing issues Okay. because they knew they would get shares. They knew they'd make money. CNN realized no matter what they did, they would never compete with fake news. You can't. If CNN does a story that was real and it said, you know, uh, Donald Trump shakes hand of, you know, Japanese prime minister. Now, who cares? And then these other companies know they could write a story where they said Donald Trump punches Japanese prime minister in the face and it would get a million shares and they didn't care if it was real or not. Yeah. CNN realized we'll lose because they can do this. They have a right to free speech and they can say it. What do we do? We got to get as close to the sun as possible without falling from the sky. So CNN said, let's play, baby. Chris Cuomo lies about having COVID. They just go straight for the fake news. Just make it up. Yeah. Jim Acosta, just make it up. And there's the money. And now the ratings are better than ever. Well, not really better than ever, but, you know, the ratings are actually up. Sejong the Great says, we need to reject the far left's agenda. It's not a real culture. There's a Korean saying that translates to, you don't avoid poop because it smells. You avoid it because it's disgusting. (laughs) Spin the smash button UFO the like. I I, I love how the language is is corrupted around whatever this is supposed to mean. I love it. I'm okay with it. The Joker says, I'm 35 and have two small kids, eight and four, and I fear for their future. All the debt we keep occurring, accruing. China, these morons that, that talk socialism, most sane parents are terrified for our kids. Spin the UFO. I will spin it. I'll keep it spinning. I will spin it. It's okay. I will spin. I'll never deny it. Despite the spin. negative press coverage, I will spin the UFO. That's right. It's getting a little, there's a, there's a, little a speed that'll, that'll kick it off. It starts bouncing like yeah, crazy. I can't, I can't overspin. Bearpo says, Tim, Adam, and Lydia, please give $25 of this to the charity of your choice. Keep on doing what you are doing. I'd love to do that. All right. Okay. Your favorite. Oh, we just jumped. What happened? We had a we had a post, and then YouTube decided to take it away. It's not meant well, to be. Well, it's gone. No. I'll take this time to just it. let everyone know. Tomorrow, I'm going to be doing uh, AdamCast IRL, and I'm going to do a deep dive on Donald Trump. So we're going to talk about, me and Ian are going to talk about it how he became as powerful as he, he's you know in the business world you know his family history the things he's done for this country i'm gonna just do a deep dive it's when, really when he decided to become a white supremacist and officially pledge uh, anyway <laughs> so 8 p.m tomorrow um tune in it's gonna be a good episode all right here we go your favorite sociologist says former decade-long marxist socialist professor 20-year activist now voting trump whoa whoa i know clearly via social forum comic-con meets BLM is not about change, but destabilization. I worry media will ig- ignorantly promote support. They will. They absolutely will, because it's just it's just cash. One of the one of the one of the pitfalls of capitalism yep. is woke capitalism. It's true. Baca says, 
My Friday night after this hard week's work is to sit on my couch in the home I own, drink whiskey, and play Civ Six. Without the work, the slacking wouldn't feel so good. Sounds I good hear you, man. Me, man. All right, let's see. Let's see. Leland, thanks for the super chat. Winter Walker says, submitted a fraud claim with the o- uh, Oregon, I believe it's Oregon, Secretary of State against Portland Mayor, Council, DA, and Gov for gross waste of public money. Com Hardesty said $7 million spent on the police overtime. They can save us money by stopping the riots, but refuse to do it. Definitely, man. Wow. Let's see. Drew38 gave us a super chat. Oh, it's message redacted. Oh, wow. It's gone. I think we read that one anyway, though. Bobcat says, you were talking about how we need reliable, clean energy and cheap access to space earlier. I have a proposal to solve both problems that I would like to send you. Could you do a story on it once I get it sent? It is possible, but you should send it to spintheufo at gmail.com. Yep. And then we'll check it out. There it is. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this channel right now. We do the show Monday through Friday live at 8 p.m. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor at TimCast. You can also follow at Adam Krigler on the same platforms. And Parlor. Yep. I did say Parlor. Oh, you did? Okay. I did. Sorry. And you can also follow at Sour Patch Lids, L-Y-D-S. Also on Parlor. I was thinking about Parlor. I was like, we cannot forget to mention it. Yep. Armchair Engineering says, Tim Pool should say, I'll get you next time, Gadget, next time, in that low voice. I'll get you next time, Gadget, next time. Oh. Nice. It's pretty oh, good. Yeah. Edward Hughes says, hard work, rugged individualism, drive to be number one. I think intersectionalists just declared Michael Jordan the whitest basketball player of all time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Perhaps they did. Don't mess with Michael, man. Galandro Glade says, really appreciate you guys. You have a global influence. Keep it the great work. Appreciate it. Thank you. I mean, we're hearing crazy stories. Like, you were telling me a crazy story about someone at work, like, secretly watching the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So I'll tell it. Uh, um, yeah. So someone, so someone had to go ask their coworker a question about something. And I guess they walked up to their, their coworker and... They, they quickly hid the phone away, like trying. They, they saw that they were watching videos, but they heard our voice, me, me and Tim's voice. And they were like, hey, are you, are you watching Timcast IRL? And they were like, oh, y- yeah. And they were like, you're not doing anything wrong. Fist bump. And walked, <laughs> and walked back. I was like, That's yes. That's so awesome. That's cool. You know, you know I what I, I was it. looking at? There's uh, seeing like the amount of like growth that we're getting with the show from everybody liking, subscribing and sharing. I really do appreciate it. Like, we've seen, like, tremendous growth. I think it's been now, we're going on, man, it's only been, like, five and a half months, 420,000 subscribers. Yeah, thanks, everybody. But what, I'm, what, I, what, what it gives me hope for is that it's not the biggest channel in the world. We don't got five million, you know? Yet. But the growth suggests <laughs> that there are moderate individuals, both slightly to the left, slightly to the right, yeah. that, are, that feel similarly to how we feel yep. and are talking about it, yeah. are secretly watching, are concerned. And like these stories I hear make me feel like not only do people really like, you know, uh, not only do people really like what we're saying, they agree with us in many respects, disagree, obviously, but that some of these stories, there are a lot of people scared to admit it. They're watching as as milk toast a conversation as we're having. (laughs) It's not really milk toast. I mean, it's it's more of a joke. I don't I don't sit on the fence. But listen, we're not a show where two guys wearing MAGA hats are screaming Trump. We're a show where you're like, I'm going to vote for Trump because I did my research. And I'm saying, you know, we'll see. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And that is not like a lot of these a lot of these conservative shows are overtly conservative Republican. Yeah, one way or the other. I think there's a lot of people who are in a similar position to where we are, where it's like either they're begrudgingly voting for Trump, have just decided to, or recently converted as like mainstream liberals now realizing that Biden has no strength. He's gutless. 
He's giving in to the far left demands, which are insane, and nobody he wants. He is trying to defund the police. He is. He is. Or at least he's so weak, he just says, I'll do whatever you say. Joe Biden doesn't want to defund the police. Fact check true. Joe Biden doesn't, but he's so spineless, he'll say he does. How about that one? That could that could be true. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like Lis- listening to his speech. He just wanted to be Trump. He wanted to say everything that Trump was saying. Yeah, but yeah, then he yeah. wasn't. He was like converting it to his own weird leftist version of it. It's like, it's dude, because what are you talking about? There, at a certain point, you got to recognize the far left wants more than you can offer. Absolutely. They, they're not satisfied with what Biden's offering, but they think they can steamroll him. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. They, no, no. Not think. They know. They, they said know. it. Right. They straight up said You're it. Right. Yeah. We can't. We can't manipulate the president at the, who's in the office right now. We need Biden in there because he will be. He can be manipulated to the masses. Yep. We can. We can mass riot, and he'll make changes for us. He's going to be sitting in a wheelchair with a with a with a blanket over his lap, sitting in the sun, and they're going to walk up and go. Now we're going to abolish the police, and he's going to go. Oh, oh, oh yeah, just sign here. Oh, okay. He's going to sign it. Yep. Doop, 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 doop. Mm-hmm. And that's it. All cops gone. I'm exaggerating. I know someone's going to be like, Tim Pool just said Joe Biden's going to abolish all of the police. That's a joke. <laughs> well, they yeah. clearly don't watch the entire episode. Right. They're, yeah, they love they're just things looking out for of that context, gotcha man. line. Like, gotcha. Yep, that's true. That's uh, what, uh, media. That's what they do. So sick of that media. Will says, please play Motorhead if you could. We can't do covers, unfortunately. We can cover each other's music, but that's about it. Yeah. Kaleem Mims says, I know I've said this before about creating my own animation company, even though uh, to be as big as Disney, which is a big goal, I have more respect for the people who do the gross uh, jobs I wouldn't do. That's uh, that South Park bowels movement joke, though. LOL. Yep. Yep. Kenny Jackson says, start watching Warrior Poet Society, Tactical Rifleman, and T-Rex Arms to get some good tips on becoming more proficient with firearms. Love the show. Stufo. Stufo. Not Spufo. Oh. I like it, though. Spin the UFO. Yeah. Hashtag Stufo. Let's do it. (laughs) Robert Jorgensen says, Tim hates being wrong, but is willing to be wrong. Oh, for sure. There's something something amazing about the ability to admit that you're wrong. People forgot that, too. Right. They're so stuck in their pride that they can't even, they can't fathom it, you know, let alone admit it, you know. Ego problems. Absolutely. You know what I think it is? I think, th- I think it's because they don't actually feel confident in themselves. Yep, that's true. And so the only thing they have is this fake image of who they are. Because mm-hmm. like for me, and again, I'm a, I, I think it's skateboarding. Yep, that's when true. I, when we I go, about it a lot. When yeah. we skate, you, Adam was trying to do this run where he's like trying to do a bunch of tricks in, in succession, right? And it gets increasingly difficult because you have to land all, like you were doing what, four tricks? Wait, you got one, two, yeah. three, four. Yeah, yeah. You have to do them all. You have to do them all. If you mess up one, the whole line breaks. You can't lie. Right. You know you did it, and you're confident in yourself saying, I did it. It's a fact. It is an objective fact, and everyone saw me do it. Took me three days. But if you have no real uh, skill or provable, discernible, objective accomplishments, then the only thing you have to believe is is, is this fake sense of self. Yep. There's no fake sense of self. You did it. I did. You landed the trick you wanted to do, or the series of tricks. It felt amazing. I was was elated. And so now- It was incredible. Now, in, I, I feel like this is it. Like psychologically, in your mind, if you are wrong, you're like, oh, because you already know that I can do what, what I set my mind to. Yep. I'm confident, comfortable, and like what my abilities are. Yeah. Oh, I was wrong about that. Hey, how about that? Yep. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't affect your view of yourself. You know, you struggled to get this line done, and then you accomplished your goal. Yeah, exactly. Skateboarding is proof, and I think that lends itself to this 
you know, this worldview, I guess, that, that many of these lefties have no accomplishments. They can't prove their value. They're not the best at anything. So that's why they get so angry when they're proven wrong, because the only thing they have is yeah. their imaginary self. I've got, I've got, a, I've Deep got a, thoughts. Deep I've, thoughts with simple. Yeah, man. Like when I, well, when I go skate and I'm like, today I'm going to do this trick. If I don't get it, I know I'll try again later. Yep. And then, you know, I'm trying to do right now, nollie flip rock on the mini ramp mm-hmm. and I'm getting close. I know I can't land it. I can't lie about that. I can't go, Hey Adam, I did it. Right. You're going to be like, no, you didn't. No, like, I would say, all right, let me see it. Yeah, go do yeah. it. Prove it. That's what, that's what I say. Exactly. Prove, Prove it. it. Prove it to me that you, you did it. So think about how this translates then, you know, in skateboarding, you film it to prove it. Yeah, that's true. And if you didn't, they, that's what poser, uh, they, you're, you're posing. You would right. put the board down and you yeah. would pose for it to lie. And mm-hmm. people would, no, it's not really doing it. Picture didn't happen. On the internet, you claim, I know I'm right about this. And the same response, prove it. No. Could, could you imagine? I don't need to prove it imagine, because I'm right. Imagine any sport where someone walks up, basketball, football, hockey, skateboarding, BMX, whatever. And they're like, I'm the best. I can do this special move. You'd be like, cool, let's see it. No. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Why did you tell me you could do it? Don't you want to show off? Yeah, yeah. like, just just don't say it. Just do it. It's like the old saying, those uh, those who know don't say and those who say don't know. Hmm. You we, know? We, yeah, we have to actually incorporate the way sports does things into into real life. They pick the best of the best to right. be on their team. Yep. They're not going to... They're not going to... St- Dude, Start imagine this. Picking, you know, an NBA team of a bunch <laughs> yeah. of players. Yeah. And they're like, they're all chosen because they said they were better. Because of equality. So we want to know before we sign For you equity. this team, are you the best? <laughs> I am, in fact, the best. Then everyone else, yep. Can you show us? No. Good enough for us. Welcome to the team. You've said you're the best. We believe they, it. They all come out to like, it's a match. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's like the Bulls versus this other team. And the, the Bulls are playing. The uh, SJWs. And, and the SJWs are on their arms crossed. And they're like, We're the we best. don't have to prove we can actually play. Like, you demanding that of us, how dare you? That's bigoted. Whoa, whoa. We don't actually play the game. No, no, wait, wait. We just win. It gets better. And then one, one, one of the players, like, after a few minutes of them all confused, one of the players walks over to one of the, like, the, the refs and whispers to them. And the ref shrugs. And then all of a sudden their score goes to 100. <laughs> and they're like, they said they had 100 points. We oh. asked for proof that they've scored. And they said they didn't need to prove it. So we're just changing the scoreboard. That feels like it's what literally happening. It's true. We don't need to prove it. We're saying it's true. Therefore, it is. <laughs> and we're asking, like, can you Words prove it? Power. Nope. Mm-hmm. We're here to watch the, the game be played. No, yeah, no, no, right. no, no, no. The game <laughs> is whiteness. No, 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 no. Right? Everybody, everybody walks in. The teams run out. Then they say, okay, everybody now leave. Everybody leaves. And they come back and the scores are changed. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, just, just, we don't have to prove to you who actually scored. Like, this, is the, this is it. You're done. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. You got to bring back all ball. Hope you're enjoying right. it. All ball. Yes. Hashtag all ball. We'll figure it out. The, the idea of all ball was a sport where it's like, I guess the idea we had was as like Hunger Games where there's every ball, a football, a baseball, a softball, a basketball, a dodgeball. Yeah. And there's, and there's nets for them. Yep. And then everyone runs in and tries to grab them or something. Yeah, yeah. And then the dodgeballs would be like, you, you can get people out. Yeah, like you we play, gotta, it's we, like dodgeball. We got to do, uh, uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a You're thread. You're going to start writing it down. I'm, I'm going to start, no, no, even better. I'm going to start a thread on Twitter and I'll throw one up on Parlor 2 because I know a lot of people aren't, aren't on uh, either or. And uh, I'll just be like, what should the, the, the game be? What should the rules all be? All ball. Yes. But the, on the premise of it needs to have all the balls. <laughs> in the center of the the court we'll just say the court the center and then on the outside it's like a circle that you know we got a, we got a kind of a premise going well that already. means you need bases maybe and no, you need no who knows 
Well, you need a I bat. I don't know. There's a baseball. So let's what, let's discuss. You we'll do it. I'll put it out. I'll put it up there. We'll, we'll discuss but, so, it. So what, there's going to be a dodgeball. And that means <laughs> if someone runs to grab the football to throw it, then you hit him with a dodgeball, they're out. Yep. But then if he like throws the football and then catches the dodgeball, his player comes back in. Oh, snap. And then someone pitches the baseball and someone's got a bat for some reason. Oh, I got no idea. No, no, no. Because see, see, now we're, we're getting into someone could get seriously injured. With you can a, get with injured playing any sport. Come on. I know, the, but the batter, wanna, the batter's I, in the batter box, man. He's not running around swinging a bat. So someone could throw the football and he can try and hit the football through the, the field bat? goal. Yeah. Oh, the bat. my goodness. Uh, we got to talk. Well, <laughs> someone throws a dodgeball and he hits it and it bounces back. Dong, Clearly, we need to deliberate about uh, the rules of all ball. Some creative differences. <laughs> all ball. It's Ladies and 10. gentlemen, with that being said, Adam is cracking the whiskey. You know what that means? It means smash that like button. Oh, my. Subscribe to the show for new live episodes every Monday through Friday. And uh, hit that like. Oh, my uh, goodness. Uh, the notification bell. Sorry, the notification bell. Ron Swanson knew what he was doing. Is it good stuff? Well, it smells good. I haven't tried it yet, but, uh, you know, it, he's he's one of the greatest character TV characters ever. You guys know Ron Swanson. Yeah, Come but on. he's like actually. Lydia's got, over there like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got Ron like Swanson. raging TDS. Yeah, in real life, he's Yeah, that's kind the of actor. I'm talking yeah. about the character, the character Ron Swanson. Is great. You know? My friends. I would say that the show is uh, technically over, but the after party has just started. Oh, that's good. Oh, we're nice. gonna we're gonna hang out that's a little good. bit more. Adam's gonna set up the music, and we're gonna stick around for about another twenty six or so minutes. Okay, I'll go, I'll go for the that. Friday night jam session, and uh, that's what we do on Friday. So thanks for hanging out, everybody. As far as it goes with cultural talk, commentary, politics, that part is for the most part done. We're not just gonna hang out to Friday night, which means Adam is probably gonna play a couple songs. I think I might play one song. I don't even know what I would play. But yeah, we're going to play some music. And the important thing you need to know is that we're both actually the best there <laughs> ever true. was. It's true. Both of them. We're the best. Um, but this time, we're actually going to prove it to you. <laughs> no, we're going to jam. We're, we're, I guess we're okay. A lot of people like the music, so we'll be, uh, we'll be hanging out. And uh, again, thanks for, for, thanks for hanging out. You can still feel free to you know subscribe, like, super chat, whatever, while Adam sets up that there microphone. Um, and is the... No, just jam, just the, the just the the, okay, the good so mic ready. that we normally use. You gotta plug it in before I turn it off. All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute the audio real quick so I can plug this in. Okay. And we're back because Adam is setting up the mic. Oh, doesn't sound right. It's giving me fuzz. It's giving you fuzz. Yeah. It is certainly. Oh, we're good. I think it was because it was on this uh, power cable right there. Is it better? Yes, sir. Sounds good. And for those that are listening, we are very, very close to a large expansion where we're going to be having like multiple studios. We're going to have a much, much better sound setup. We're going to be building out and expanding. Basically, as we stated earlier with the fact that, you know, we gained almost half a million subs in like five and a half months, things are going well enough for a decent expansion. So new shows, vlogging, all the good stuff. You going to play Melancholy Hellhound? Yeah, I'll play it. That was the request.
I just wanted to play that little ditty. Um, <clears throat> what's up, everyone? I'm going to play... Uh, I've, this is the first time we actually had a request from the audience, which is kind of cool. Thank you for that super chat. appreciate it. So I'm going to play Melancholy Hellhound. This is one of my, uh, my jams. It's one of, the, one of the songs I like to jam on. And this Lagavulin, I think I said it wrong. I don't know. It's amazing. I, I've never had it before, so this is... Uh, it's incredible. Mm. But it is the 16-year... Highly suggest it. Cheers to everybody. <clears throat> this is Melancholy Hell, huh? Well, I don't want your money. I just want some wine. Yeah, give me some of your honey. I promise I'll take my time. Welcome to the heartache, it always feels the same. Yeah, I find myself growing senseless mm, to the pain. Yeah, well, I stretch and crawl to figure it out, but in the end, I found me. your pity and I don't want no lies yeah well, life gets shitty oh and then you die oh welcome to the heartache try not to lose your way Yeah, it's like trudging through the muddy waters mm, without faith. Yeah, you can stretch and crawl to figure it out, but in the end you'll find me. Oh, well, I still get the feeling, yeah, of judgmental eyes. Only difference being It's just not worth my time Cause I welcome all the heartache Oh, it brings tears to my eyes Yeah, those tears remind me Remind me I'm alive Yeah, well, I'll scratch and crawl to figure it out. But in the end, it's just me. Woo! Thank you, everybody. Cheers. <clears throat> I'm going to play a nameless song. You're going to what? Play a nameless song. Oh, he's coming over. Untitled song. I know. That's the, the problem with your songs. <laughs> I'm like, hey, what was that? Oh man, what's that song you were playing? I actually have a career. And he goes, that's I don't not know. Not music related. <laughs> oh, he's bringing the twelve string over. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna play a song that's just chords. So I think. Uh... <clears throat> hey, that's cool. Hello, everyone. My name is Tim Pool. This is probably out of tune. Should I play with the twelve? I could play with the six. Uh, I'm gonna play with the six, I think, because uh, I'm not brave enough to do it. How you guys doing? 
It's Friday night. This is what we do when we're bored. We, we play music. <laughs> this song um, has... Uh, oh, wait. Is, uh, this song does have a name. It's called Carved Out of Stone. Oh, well, there you go. And the days are getting longer I knew that we would make it on our own And true, it's true enough That we'll never see another night Quite like this that I had seen with you When you promised to This is not an idea I made up on my own Won't you consider it? The paper people unfold Their hearts are exposed More than you'd ever know So long as you know Well, the days have gotten short And the nights are getting longer Now our time has come to an end, we know But true, it's true enough That we worked it out together And the plans we made Have brought us to our own road You told me that you know This is not an idea You made up on your own Won't you consider it? The plastic people in molds Whose hearts are controlled more than you'd ever know So long as you know This is not an idea to dismiss on its own once you consider it To carve yourself out of stone You must pave your own road Into the wilderness The paths that you have paved And the prices you paid Guide them in infinite Everyone who follows knows the path that you drove brings them to their own end. But so long as you Well, I pulled my fly up, 
It was down. I had no idea. Why didn't you, Why didn't anyone tell me? I'm sorry. I didn't know. You didn't know. I'm sorry. It's well, not it's our probably best I, that you weren't. Yeah. Noticing. Am, am I your welcome. fly's keeper? <laughs> Apparently. I, honestly, I don't care. It's not like it's not like you could see anything, but whatever. So actually, it's interesting. Someone asked me last week to play a song. I think it was maybe on my show that they requested it. No, maybe not. I don't remember when it was, but it was called. It's called Hindsight. And it's it's funny because it's the year 2020, and and it's kind of the hook is involved about hindsight's 2020. But uh, it's not about craziness like that. This is about a a friend of mine who was in a crazy relationship nonstop on the phone. It was a mess. But uh, this is what that song is about. So this is called Hindsight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm stuck answering all your phone calls. I'm stuck answering all your phone calls. Mm, again. Whoa, again. Again. Always again. Feels like I'm locked up in your phone calls. Nearly every single night I know we've had this conversation At least a million times It's not my job To make sure That everything's right I knew you were trouble Well, it's always 2020 When it's in your hindsight Oh yeah, 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 yeah I'm on the phone Again, I feel my mind slip away Cause we're still arguing I don't know what else to say So I hung up the phone The same routine every day Yeah, with you Whoa, with you phone calls nearly every single night I know we've had this conversation at least a million times it's not my job to make sure that everything's right well I knew you were trouble well it's always 2020 when it's in your hindsight it's always 2020 when it's in your hindsight Well, it's always 2020 when it's in your hindsight. So that was for whoever requested that last week. Um, forgot about that request, so that was that was cool. I got the ultimate request. Woo! Oh. Tim's got a request. The ultimate one. That's a big mistake. Uh oh, it's the ultimate request. Exciting. I'm good. The ultimate request. The one that's going to make me not be able to work for the next week. Oh, no. Is it Will of the People? <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. I can play anything else. I knew it was Will of the People. I can try and not blow up my vocal cords trying to sing this song. Technically, I could sing it for you. Oh, man. Play the guitar. 
I'm gonna no, go no, for play it. Play it out. Play it out. So this is a song that uh, it was like what two or three weeks now. I had I had done six full belt recordings in the studio because we're currently working on an animation. This song is not necessarily about all the political goings on that we're experiencing. I wrote the song last year, but it really is apt to what we're saying today, inspired by the last several years. The song is basically about the cycle of revolutions when every single person thinks that their fringe minority represents what people actually want, and it's not true. And the song is called The Will of the People. So I, I, I did like six full belt versions of it in like a half an hour or longer. And then like that Friday. Studio I, version's coming soon though. Yeah, so I'll see if I can play it. Traders to gun those facts. 
ashes down Now they'll face the consequences They held themselves above This is the will of the people He said I wish I could find it The way to restore peace Blessed were those days We held in vain I'd give it all for a chance at redemption But the cycle turns again You've seen it before, now you'll see it begin You've seen the changes and the blood pooling Think again Yeah! Almost perfect. I messed up one part. That's such a good song, though. I get overconfident. Did you turn the mics off over there? Because I was singing along. I might have. No, they're on. I might have infiltrated that they're song definitely a little on. bit because I was. I was singing on. along. You were singing. I regret nothing. He's jamming. Um, there's. It's cool. There was a couple people in there that were asking me to play specific songs. Um, I played "Find Yourself" last uh, week on this show, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play that tomorrow night. Uh, Adam Cast IRL, 8 p.m. Uh, same as Tim Cast IRL. Tune in tomorrow. We're gonna do a deep dive on Donald Trump, and then me and Ian jam after the show. It's gonna be great. Um, so I'll play that then. And then I saw another person ask for torn photographs, which I actually was thinking about playing anyway. So I'm gonna play it. So this is uh, this is torn photographs. Um, I'm just gonna check the tuning because I can't help myself. Sounds fine. <clears throat> this is uh, torn photographs. I come home late. I get the feeling you're still here. Don't you remember all of those things I did? I did to prove to you all I wanted was a little something in return. Better off without me. But baby, all I wanted was for you to be happy. I guess I'm all out of luck.
actually wrote that for a, a good friend of mine back in Chicago who was just going through it, you know. Gee, he's coming over again. Dude, you're, you're not going to lose your voice, are you? I hope not. Oh, <laughs> I boy. I see the smile on his face. I'm like, I think I can play one song. 
Traveled a thousand miles in the dark just to be with you. And I made it a thousand nights to your heart just to see it through. Maybe this is the only way I can justify my stay. I could trade you something for the words to say When you say never, if we stay together Until we die, we would only fight I'm saying just never forget what it was Only just because we let it die sky the broken shards reflected in your eyes and I've traveled through the night to see the art of your lies maybe this is the only way I can justify my stay maybe I could trade you something for the words to say When you say never If we stay together Until we die It'll be alright I'm saying let's never forget What it was Only just because we let it die Justify my stay. Maybe I could trade you something for the words to say. When you say never, if we stay together through the night, it'll be alright. Just promise me you'll never forget what it was. Only just because we let it. This one is a request from my mom, who's watching right now. Hey, mom, how you doing? Love you. Um, this is a, this is a, this one's called. This one actually, it's got two versions of it, I, and I might as well. I'll play a little bit of the first version. I've been sitting here a long time. Well, move over, yeah. So this was a little tiny ditty that I had. And it was just talking about 
sitting in one spot for a long time and someone coming by and telling you to move over and it's just like, who are you to tell me? I've been sitting here a long time. But I wrote a full song about it and it's totally different. So I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play the full song because I, I that's that's what it is now. It's called um, in the uh, the rubble of or the a love story's remains. That's what it's called. A love story's remains. <clears throat> Well, hello, miss, I'd love to kiss your lovely name The things I do to get you dancing in the rain I want a piece, so say you want the same A love story remains I know we'll go through some hard times And I'll always be there if I can Oh, but there's a chance we're not like mine this love story may end well, I'm just being honest I'm just being honest with myself well, I'm gonna miss the way you kiss under the rain All the times you saved me but that love don't feel the same I wanted peace, so you wanted me to change Only connected when you're calling out my name I know we've been through some hard times Oh, those times have helped me to find myself Oh, honesty is my policy, yeah We might be better with someone else I'm just being honest I'm just being honest with myself Well, come and sit, let's take a trip down memory lane If I had to choose, baby, I wouldn't miss a thing Cause I found peace, so look, you found the same In the rubble of the remains a love story's remains I found a peace of mind Something you had me find I wouldn't trade it for anything Just being honest Just be honest with yourself Thank you very much, everybody. Woo! Head back over there. And thus is the end of the music. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hanging out. We played some songs. Yeah, that I was, was able fun. to squeeze in three, and I think my voice is all right. I'm nice. drinking this nice hibiscus soda. You, you need to be on that whiskey kick. <laughs> no alcohol. No, no, I know you don't drink. It's bad. It's bad for your throat, man. Hey, thanks for hanging out. I'm assuming the don't people who've, who've made it this far have already smashed. He the doesn't know what he's button. talking about. <laughs> Dehydrate. You better smash that like button. Actually, I, I drink lots actually, of water. Actually, Adam, alcohol oh inhibits protein. Actually, God. alcohol <laughs> inhibits protein synthesis. No, it's too late for this. <laughs> <laughs> Look fat. Look fat. How dare you? Oh my gosh. Is that on? Oh, it is on. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, we're gonna get a full soundboard. I can't wait. We are really close. We've got so much stuff happening in the background. If I, the stack of projects we've got, is too many. 
Yeah. Too many projects. No, too, no too good thing. of projects. Too good of expansion. No I, I don't know if your English was correct there. Too good. Too good of expansion. Too good of expansion. Yes. Too good too things. Excellent. Are happening. I got good vocabulary and all. I right. think two <laughs> things are going to happen. Not two good too things. Too good, yeah. So two great. good we are, things. We Just are going to be yeah. moving to a really <laughs> a much bigger production setup. Um, I've been talking about for a while wanting to get like a bigger building where we can do a lot more. Considering the shenanigans of everything, it's going to be like a fortress in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have probably different shows, different sets. And um, we're going to set up. We, we, we originally did have a space set up for the gaming setup. We, we've, we've never got to that point. Right. But we're going to have skateboarding. We're going to have a general vlog. So we're you're going to have a pinball machine. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a bowling alley. No, <gasps> that'd be that would be that's wishful thinking. That'd be so cool. Dude. Pinball machine you is something you can't do. You can't drop that. that. I was alley. the most excited there. You know, I brought my bowling ball here from Arizona when I moved here because we we went bowling a few times and I was like getting hyped. I'm like I'm about to join. You, you okay? You, you, yeah. You good? Oh boy. Yeah. Yep. It's because you're not drinking the good stuff. That's why. I should have drank Anyway, back to bowling. <laughs> I'm disappointed. So when you drop this, like we're gonna have a bowling alley, I'm like, yes, that sounds awesome. You're but a also, dog face pony soldier. <laughs> oh, you are the truth. <laughs> anyway, there's there's been a, a, a Geoff in in the chat is like, are you please do a studio version of these songs? We are absolutely going to work on that. We have a music producer that lives in house who's working on his stuff right now. Um, Will of the people is being uh, finalized, so that's going to be first. And eventually, all of our songs are going to be done professionally. We're going to put those out there for you guys to to uh, listen to, download, whatever, and. Uh, We'll probably both have albums soon because uh, we he's got a, so many songs and yeah, I've got, got, got a like bunch of songs. 30 ready to go that I could probably play right now. No, no, don't do that. No, I know. You need your voice. Too. I should put a set list together though. <clears throat> you, the, this guy works every day like a freaking robot. I Let mean, me tell I'm you sure now. most of you know. It's On crazy. Saturday, I work in the mornings, but I, I don't do, we don't do IRL, right? I've got a huge. Right. I got a huge um, business call. It's going to take like an hour. Well, it's a I bunch do of expensive IRL. stuff, and then you're going to do the Adam Cast show. Yeah. Sunday, wow. I've got a call with a production company for the uh, the the animation work for Will of the People. Oh, dope! Sixteen hour days, every day, no days off. This guy's crazy. The secret to success. <laughs> um, <laughs> Working have some kind of weird workaholism. I don't know. Whatever. I guess if your dream is to get your name in big gold letters on top of a building, you will succeed. I'm gonna That's read some. Pie in the sky. I'm gonna read some of these hefty super chats. Oh, yeah. Dude, Michael Jordan. Martin just said, "This music is fire, and you all have my deepest respect as journalists. Thank you for reporting on the facts and truth instead of political rhetoric. Free Hong Kong, and I know this is a meme, but play Freebird. Ha ha ha! an election. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we will immortalize the uh, fart. Yes, we Eric will. Swallow. PPMM says, uh, uh, "Moy Bank blocking me to donate more." Uh, let's sing for freedom. Oh, so you wanted to donate more? Well, that was a pretty hefty super chat. I must thank you for that. Thank you. Anyway, uh, ZB sent a, a, an awesome chunk for us for, with a, a little dancing monster pair, which is great. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. Little dancing uh, monster pair. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's great. Thank you very much, everybody. Appreciate right it. On. You guys are awesome. All right, man. Well, if you haven't already, I'm assuming you already did. Subscribe, like, notification bell, all that good stuff. Yep. We will be back. Uh, well, Adam will be back tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So, Tune in tomorrow. Uh, same time, 8 p.m. 
Uh, we're doing a deep dive on Donald Trump tomorrow night. If you just search on YouTube for Adam Cast IRL, he's got a Sunday, a Saturday show. Yep, eight p.m. You know, basically the same thing, but I won't be here. In, instead, it will be I'm Adam. sitting in your spot. Yeah, he's taking over. It's and, great. Uh, Cosmic Garth. What Cosmic good. Garth? Yes. Yeah, Tim, uh, Ian Crossland uh, sits, Garth. sits in my seat. He joins me, and uh, incredible. Also, a great musician. Um, so if you haven't, if you didn't tune in last week, uh, tune in tomorrow night, and you'll hear me. I will play some a uh, few more songs. I'll play "Find Yourself." Someone requested it. Uh, today I'll play it tomorrow um, after we do the deep dive on uh, the president of the United States. And of course, I always do my regular shows, which are more just uh, what a soliloquy, I suppose. And you, but uh, we'll be we'll be back with this show Monday at eight p.m. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We will see you all Monday. Bye, Have guys. a great weekend.